Uh, Fro, yes. do you know how to commit a suicide in Dublin? No. Order a scotch. <laughs> this week on another Digital Citizen, we will be talking about news from the week, the weather underground, fast lane results, the movie The Shack, and Hunted, episode 7. This is another Digital Citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Happy Women's Day, Luke. Yep, Women's Day, and uh, w- there's the big protest going on today. Uh, what was the thing called? Women, uh, no woman, no Women's Day. I think is what it's called. Okay. Did I you hear about this? Of... Nope. Let me make sure that that's what it's called. But um. Today is kind of a protest talking about day. no <laughs> talking about no woman. I tell it. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Right, no it's called a day without a woman protest, and there uh, the whole ah. thing is to not spend any money or go to work and make any money. So it's kind of like the protest we saw uh, with the Hispanic protest where they all didn't go to work. It's kind of a. But, uh, just like that, except it's with women. So okay, yeah, yep. uh, and, we are, and it's obviously are on so, this Women's Day. So yeah, and we are so proactive uh, for a Women's Day that we gave our woman free today. She's got the day off from from the slaves of being here. <laughs> that's, that's how proactive we are. We say uh, that, and then she shows up halfway through the show, and we're like, oops. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, later we will have a talk with Tron uh, that uh, I am looking forward to. Uh, because I know the, the future. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to break the fourth wall. This is recorded later. <gasps> Woo! That's so confusing. This is recorded later, and that's recorded yep. before, and whatever. Yep. It's not the yep. first time we've done this, but uh, yeah. Woo! Because magic. The magic of editing. <laughs> hey, uh, are you going to see Beauty and the Beast in the theater? Oh, I doubt it. Uh, I, I mean, it, from what I saw, it's almost like a shot by shot recreation of the cartoon. There's a few things that are Some different or whatever. Songs. But... Yeah, there's some some extra songs. Uh, 
Uh, it oh, okay. has got great reviews, but don't trust great reviews because I've seen Logan this week and what the shit, <laughs> shit, shit, shit movie. I've heard mixed things, but uh, yeah, I heard some bad things as well. But I'm, I'm not yeah, sure. Beauty what, and the Beast, what, what... I don't know about. Uh, uh, it's not super my type of movie, anyways, but uh, if it's available, I'll probably watch it. I'm not sure what was worse this week, uh, Logan or uh, our fantastic uh, wrestling uh, with Fastlane. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> the Fastlane curse continues. Fastlane. I don't two, think it was as bad as last year. I think last year was way worse. But oh yeah, it was. It was way worse, but it was a D D pay per view, definitely. Uh, we're going to talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, back to Beauty and the, and the Beast. Because uh, as everybody knows, I love Beauty and the Beast. Uh, so I was planning to see it in Russia this year. Uh, because I'm a stupid motherfucker that likes to say stupid things. But I, I can't because it's banned there. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> it's like you're going all the way to Russia to see a movie. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. What I did there. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They well, they said they. Uh, as far as I know, unless something's changed in the last day, uh, they had said that they were thinking about. Uh, ah, thinking ban. about it. They had not actually done ah. a ban. They were mm. just seeking a ban. I think was the word that I saw. Um, so they just wanted to be in the news. They were not sure if they were going to continue with the news they were doing. <laughs> and I am now seeing an article from one day ago from the AV Club. Russia won't ban Beauty and the Beast, but it will give it an adults-only rating. So they're not going <laughs> to ban it. They are going to make it adults-only because of oh, the. There is a scene in this uh, with Josh Gad, I believe, where he plays a gay character. In this movie, so no. there is a big uproar about this, not only in Russia but here in America, because a drive-through drive-in movie theater in Alabama has not only considered it, they have banned this movie. So it had to be Alabama. That's my yes, Alabama. I'm sure it, there are others will, that will follow, but there are people that have, I'm sure that pro, are protesting this. I saw earlier this week. I don't know if it's still going on, but. There are people protesting this Alabama theater uh, banning this movie. So um, just another division in America. So that's good. That's what we need right now. <laughs> division. Oh, but it's so funny. I mean, uh, I love I, I love how banning stuff will help. Yes, <laughs> it always helps. You remember, I, I, I'm pretty sure you don't because you're not a Christian. But do you remember the uproar the Christians had against Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I watch the news. <laughs> I don't have to be Christian to watch the news. Yeah. I was Christian. It's, it's teaching our children witchcraft. I was, I was super Christian at that time. And I read I wa- Harry Potter. <laughs> As you know, Fro, I watch both sides of news to have a balanced look because I don't just... L- Get all my news from one side and stay in a little box and uh, be but happy. You're not liberal. That be just be happy with with uh, that what they're telling me to make me feel good. Uh, I watch the uh, conservative side of the 
what they thought about Logan, and there was a whole thing about how it was anti-border wall. I watched a whole thing about this. Uh, I don't know. You watched the movie, so well, maybe we'll talk about that and later. But border wall. Yep. That there. This was about uh, kids uh, trying to get to Canada because of uh, oh. from Mexico to Canada through America. Uh, no. No. Yep, I saw a whole thing about that. So <laughs> no. that's what they're thinking. That's, that's what they think that's... about Logan. It's not because of that. Oh, stupid motherfuckers! <laughs> yes, oh. dumb, dumb, dumb. But at least they I'm don't have. Uh, at least you don't, uh, won't have a problem with this. Uh, in news, this specific news site in Norway has come up with a way to kind of get rid of those yeah. trolls, which say those kind of things on their news site. Uh, yes, because they make a twist. Right, I think this is a great idea for uh, the comments on news stories on this, uh, what is the name of it? NRK Beta? Focus Arm oh, of NRK. Yep. So this is kind of on the NRK yes. website, is that right? Yes. Um, yes. They've set up a way on their news stories in their comments section, instead of just being able to comment, you have to answer some questions about the story before you can comment. That mm -hmm. way you can't just troll people by reading the headline and then just just making your decision off that which lots of people do lots of people Genius. just read the headline headlines and don't really like read the story um yeah uh i i think that's genius Genius. yeah i mean if you've read it as long as they do the quiz correct like the right way um it, it shouldn't be too hard because from what I'm seeing, it's like three little questions that you should be able to answer pretty quick by reading the thing. I'm sure people will find a way around this. Just go through and scan sure. article and whatever, uh, just get what they need and then troll people anyways. Uh, knowing the Internet, this will probably actually just become a reason for people to troll more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just because they are told not to. Uh, but. Overall, I think it's a good idea. It has good intentions. So, talking about trolls, I uh, I talk uh, I read the letter uh, kind of out loud last week, and uh, talking about trolls, I got a nice reply actually uh, saying another that, digital uh, citizen, another digital <laughs> citizen at gmail dot com. By the way, <laughs> yes, and of course it was in my email. But uh, more or less saying, hey, I'm sorry, I, I was a jerk. So that was nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah at least they yeah. acknowledge it. Uh, first uh, first thing to admitting, first thing to fixing is admitting you have a problem, right? So there you go. Yes. Uh, hey, uh, I am a really big fan of WikiLeaks. I'm not sure about you. Uh, yeah, I think they're reputable journalism. I think a lot of people right now are being tricked into thinking that they're not. But yeah, uh, the, uh, I think at least on the liberal left-leaning side right now, they are the right-leaning side they were before, and now they're all backing it. So people could be swayed very easily about things is what you learn in life. I, I mean, uh, it was not that fucking long ago uh, someone named Donald Trump uh, said WikiLeaks was great, so, I mean. Right, 
and, and before that, in tweet tweets, you could see him saying it was that it was the worst thing ever for exposing. Yeah, and now it's and now it's back to worse again. So, right. But, uh, what 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 did they do this week? It was actually just uh, yesterday they released the first uh, part of an ongoing release that they're doing of CIA do- CIA documents about hacking, uh, about CIA hacking techniques. Um, so they're re- releasing kind of all the things the CIA do uh, about hacking people within the U.S. Uh, the big revelation from this release, which there'll be more to come out in the future, just kind of it's just like the. Uh, DNC hack that came out in installments. It came out in what, like, almost thirty installments. The DNC yeah, thing. Some, I'm not sure how many this like will that. be. Yeah, it was it was weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, this one, man, uh, maybe not as much. But the big revelation from this one was um, that they have set up a system to uh, record conversations in people's homes uh, through their tele smart smart. TVs, your television set, your smart TV, uh, Samsung, iTV, uh, any and any TV like that. Even when your TV is turned off, it could be recording uh, what's going on in the room. Um, and this is kind of a revelation that people had heard, people had been talking about for years. I don't know if you remember this. Um, at least online, there was a big thing for a while uh, when Samsung came out with their first smart tv if somebody had read the fine print you know the fine print in the back of the box or maybe in the instruction booklet that nobody reads right somebody read that and in that it had said uh, anything recorded using this device may be sent to a third party uh we are not part of this third party any any of that information that goes to that third party is not our it, it, we're not liable for basically uh and people were like is samsung spying on us why is this in this <laughs> this was year this was years ago and yeah. uh now we see that the C- this in the cia documents from wikilinks that yes it's be- it, the maybe that third party is the cia and the government taking these uh using these tvs to spy on people um uh, and who knows if th- they're just using it to buy on certain people or they're spying on everybody it's just being sent to uh a bot that's filtering out words to just kind of, you know, send to people to check out who knows what they're doing with this. That's one, which is pretty scary that, and that they have a way, um, they, we have certain, uh, apps now like WhatsApp that are supposed to be, uh, encoded enough that when you're sending it back and forth, it can't be intercepted and read. Uh, and they've developed a way to, I, it seems like it's probably uh, just in within the phone, uh, key, maybe watching the keystrokes, and they they're doing it on the base level so that that encoding doesn't work because they're getting it out of the phone, not getting it after it's sent. If that makes right. sense, right, right, right. So there's some big things, uh, and I'm sure it's just going to get crazier because this is the first one. There's going to be more of them, and that, but that TV revelation is pretty big. That's you know scary stuff. So, yikes! Yikes! See, sounds. It's like something it. that I've said in the past. I mean, Fro knows that. Uh, I oh keep yes, a Luke is tape, I keep a piece of tape over the camera on <laughs> my computer and my laptop yes. uh, at all times. Uh, yep. And it, I've Don't done this for, 
years because I've always known that this was a possibility, and I, I don't want to say I'm validated, but it, this it, it it definitely is a possibility, and people that it probably is happening, some by yes. somebody, some at some and, point. Uh, Luke, Luke goes around with a tin foil hat and tin foil hat, right? Actually, yeah. there was uh, I think it was like a year ago. There was a <laughs> there was a whole thing about. Uh, James Co- Comey, the FBI director, he was at a right. he was at a uh, a presser or something, and he had a piece of tape over his laptop uh, yep. camera, and everybody was like, "Wait, why do you have that?" He's like, "You just got to be careful." And he's the FBI director, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, you don't have to be, to be paranoid when uh, people actually are following you. Right. <laughs> Like I said, who knows how much of this is just done by AI bots collecting things that uh, just by what they've been programmed to collect, just keywords and things like that, you know? So, but, yeah. Well, it's time for our se- favorite segment of the week. It's Trump Corner. <laughs> Trump Corner. Right, there was dreams. so much to go over this week in Trump <laughs> Corner, but we're just going to do these three stories. That's kind of what we're going to stick to, like three stories a week. So, can, so can much this just, week. He just was digging a hole with, like, a golden <laughs> shovel. Can, can we just do two words about him talking about wiretapping? Can we just talk about the two seconds? Sure, I, I you talk. go ahead, and then I'll respond, and then we'll go into the next story. So, uh, he uh, more or less this week started tweeting out that Obama was wiretapping his phone, and because of this, Obama was the worst person on uh, what it What it said was, it was one tweet. It was only one tweet. He didn't tweet out a whole bunch yeah. about this or anything. It was just one tweet that said uh, something to the effect that Obama was wiretapping me during the election and that it's McCarthyism. And I think he yeah. was not referring to the fact that it was a wiretap was McCarthyism, but that, that this current, uh, the current um, mentality of the Democrats is McCarthyism, which I kind of agree with. I think I've even said that in the past. Oh, yeah. The wiretapping oh, yeah. thing is a little weird because uh, from what I see, there is evidence that during that time, the FBI did try to get, um, they asked a judge to give them the ability to wiretap and the judge didn't allow it. So, uh, oh. yes, they did try to wiretap him. There is proof of that. Um, oh, yeah. But it, but uh, there is no proof that they did. If the CIA or the FBI just did it, they, they would have had to have done it against that judge's orders, which I guess is possible, but uh, we're not going to have proof of that. We're never going to get proof of that. So, um, but, that's uh, kind of yeah, where we're it, at with that whole was- thing. It was talked about. <laughs> it was all over the news. And for, <laughs> like, that was the only story out this week. But there were plenty of other Trump stories that this was kind of... But, but look, that, that kind of I, overshadowed. I have good news for you, Luke. I what? have some really good Trump news this week. He can be one of the ones that gets the peace prize. What right. about yeah. that? Huh? I mean, it's pretty early in the year, but they are doing the nominations is the thing. So the candid- 
Uh, but they don't I release mean, the candidates. The the committee nope. doesn't. The Nobel Peace Prize people don't. But the nope. people who do nominate have the ability yep. to tell they the are press. Free. So I guess uh, it says in 2016, at this time, there were 376 names in the running. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's in the na- he's in the list of probably 300 plus names. So it's not a huge deal that he's in it, but somebody that's unnamed. Um, <laughs> I uh, so why. It says unidentified American <laughs> U.S. leader uh, nominated Donald Trump for his peace peace through strength ideology uh it's ridiculous I, this is more ridiculous than giving barack obama the peace prize what the guy who bombed drone bombed little children let's give him a peace prize that's good <laughs> oh this is so funny i mean <clears throat> i was i was reading this in the news and i was like what kind of drugs? <laughs> he hasn't even first... done anything yet either. It's been <laughs> like 40 days he's been in office and they're, yeah, they're, this is just, <laughs> you know, it's just a token thing that they're just doing just to try to get it in there. But what I don't think we're going to have Trump as Nobel Peace Prize winner. What kind of drugs are, are this person taking, nominating him? To the peace price. I wonder. I I want. I kind of am afraid to ask. And also want those drugs, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I have. No, I mean, so this person is. Out of. We don't know who this is, so who knows what their reasoning is? But oh, so out there. Well, he has done some other uh, things that are not so funny. Uh, Enough about Norway. Uh, but uh, Trump has always said that, hey, plant uh, parenthood. You can you can keep your funding. That's nice. But there's a condition. What is the condition? Right. Yeah, just like he did with the international funding, he has said that uh, if they get rid of abortions, then they can continue getting funding. So he's like so... really stuck up on on this whole thing, uh, which I guess is, you know, it's a big thing to that side of the political spectrum. So, yeah. Uh, if they don't do it, then they're going to get he's going to take away like 500 million from of federal funding that helps pay for women's health services and uh, other things besides abortions as well. So this is really bad, uh, and I can't see Planned Parenthood not uh, like going through with this, like saying, "Yeah, we'll just get rid of that so we can keep our funding." I don't know if that will happen, but I don't see it happening. I don't know. What do you think? No. I think they'll try to get funding somewhere else. Yeah, I hope they're going to stick to their principles. I really do. I mean, $500 million, I don't know where you're going to get that, but uh, they're going to have to get a lot of donations and things like that. I mean, I'm principally against abortion, but that's me. I will never, ever... If I was the president of the United States, I would still found Planned Parenthood and the right to get an abortion, so... 
I've got a good I, idea. I, How about we just take the salary of the CEO of Susan G. Komen and put it in there, and then we'll it'll be covered. It'll be good. Fantastic, to get good idea. Yeah, why not? Uh, then we also have uh, uh, the revised travel ban, uh, and it keeps people from six countries instead of nine. Was it that? Uh, seven. Or? He only took out Iraq. Yeah. That's the only one he oh. took out. And it's a bit revised as far as why, the... Why, why are you Iraq? <laughs> uh, I couldn't have to do that. We totally occupy that com- country still. I couldn't have anything to yeah. do with that. Because no, we no, basically no. have control over it. I mean, you are there. Aren't you the owner of that country? <laughs> More or less. We're basically the military at, uh, of that country, kind of. But, yep. I mean, we're there working with their military, but yeah. Um, Is the president of Iran, Donald Trump. <laughs> from what I heard, uh, you mean Iraq? Iran is on that list, Sorry. but uh, Sorry. <laughs> from what I heard ye- uh, yesterday, or maybe it was this morning. Maybe I saw this this morning when I was uh, Hawaii. A, a, a court in Hawaii is already trying to uh, try to repeal <laughs> this or try to put a stay on this, just like uh, they did in Washington uh, with the last one. So it could this oh. could kind of go down the same way, but my guess is hopefully uh, hopefully it does go down the same way. But my guess yeah. is that they've actually gotten lawyers in there this time and are maybe smart enough to have uh, reworded it where this won't be a possibility. But who knows? The thing about this administration is they've been pushing stuff out before it's ready, uh, just like they. Uh, done with other things in the past in, uh, including the last uh, uh, travel ban uh, because they're trying to get ahead of other stories and trying to divert attention to other things that uh, trying to get the media to divert to this talk about this instead of focusing on Donald Trump uh, being horrible you know what I mean so but. Donald Trump's cabinet is trying to put out all these things and they're doing it all, like really fast because and it's not always like done and it's not like ready to go and uh, it's because they're trying to get it out as quick as possible uh, to try to divert attention a lot and yeah I mean it's um it's horrible and it, uh, it, it very much uh, shows that eventually if if you keep doing that it's like procrastinating eventually the things are gonna catch up with you and you're gonna get bogged down and you're gonna get stuck and that's when we get like an impeachment or something like that happens. So uh, we will see what happens. And another big thing that we didn't mention that we'll talk about more next week, uh, there is going to be a, um, there is going to be a hearing about the ties uh, between Russia and the Trump campaign during the primaries on March 20th, but we'll cover that in the future. Um, But yeah, uh, Another thing that they didn't do a good job of putting out and put out really quickly and hastily is this new kind of, I guess we'll call it like Trump care, his version of Obamacare or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that is what our video is about this week is the kind of them revealing it um, at a White House press briefing. And we got our. Yeah, it's it's interesting we're going to see a video now with melissa mccarthy uh explaining something right exactly uh she's going to tell us about this and tell us 
uh, why uh, their health care bill is better than the other health care bill. So, yep. uh, I'm ready. Countdown. In three, two, one, go. That's a huge disadvantage to anyone who's a sole proprietor or owns a small business. And so, frankly, to allow the playing field to be leveled um, and allow small businesses, which are frankly the job creators in this country, to allow entrepreneurs and self-starters to get the same tax treatment that a Fortune 500 company gets you is a very conservative principle. Mm. Um, and again, I, I think but look, that doesn't take anything away from the giant corporations. For all of the people <laughs> they still who get the same thing, this, especially on, on the right. Look at the size. He doesn't mention that. This is the Democrats. This is us. There is, I mean, you can't get any clearer in terms of this is government, this is not. The size. Um, look at how big it is. I think part of the reason the visual is important <laughs> is that when you actually look at the difference, you realize this is what big government does. It crowds out competition. It drives up prices. It stifles entrepreneurship and innovation. Doctors leaving the markets more and more. Are you going to shot of one, one size if care. one's the other that size? That should concern people. When you've got veterans that can't, because most of the time, Medicaid and TRICARE are tied together. So when you have those systems not accepted by doctors, that means the lowest of our the people on the low income scale and people who have served our country have fewer and fewer choices. That alone should be a problem and concerning for many people. I'll stop right there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Melissa McCarthy. I think that's hilarious. Look at the size. Look at this. It. Uh, <laughs> this goes back to what I was saying. They're just trying to push this out as fast as possible, so they didn't have time to make it it's any so bigger. Small. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it, it really doesn't matter. It's just, and again, it's kind of like funny. It's something about this administration and Donald Trump specifically and their uh, fixation on size. You know what I mean? The size right. of his hands, the size of this, yep. the size of that. Uh, yep. And we get this image of like the giant stack of papers and then the littler stack of papers. Uh, the giant stack of papers is the Demi uh, is Obamacare and this tiny stack of papers is this new health care bill that probably – there's all these things that are, aren't in it that probably should be in it. Uh, I mean, I, I've never, I'm not going to look through either of those. So I'm not, Me expert. I'm not an expert on this in any way, but it does strangely remind me of uh brain dead again in the scene of that, where they, they introduce the giant <laughs> yeah. bill that in yeah. it is, uh, there's like a described, there's like a, little d secret thing to give them money for the greenhouses in that and that's part yeah, 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 kind yeah. of a plot point of that whole thing but this kind of this scene just reminded me of that scene uh but in reverse because the democratic bill is the one that's giant uh and maybe who knows i don't know like we said we don't know enough about that to comment but the, this whole fixation on size is a little funny okay time to close the door again <laughs> trump corner <laughs> Uh, so let uh, us hear from Trun before we talk about him. And Trun is going to tell the truth about the media doesn't do its job. This is Trun where Trump tells the truth. Yet another week and Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump everywhere. He didn't listen to my last segment two weeks ago, so he's still fucking it up in media everywhere. Two people have been talking about him last this week, so I'm gonna mention. First is Nancy Pelosi, and other one is Mike Huckabee. Nancy Pelosi called him deflector in chief. Yes, everything you throw at Donald Trump doesn't seem to matter. He can grab pussies, he can be taking rape and everything. People don't really give a shit. 
his people who follow him think is the best man ever. But you didn't notice one man who was in Oslo last week called Mike Huckabee. Everyone remembers Mike Huckabee. He's so conservative that, yeah, that European conservatives let's fuck, fuck this crazy dude. We don't want him here. But the Christian conservative of Norway invited him here to speak for 400 people and they gave him a prize. If you wonder how Christian conservatives are doing it in Norway, let, let us say they got 0.6% of the votes in the last election. Yeah, they got three people in all the city council altogether in all of Norway. Not very big. The, the Christian revolution, or the moral majority as they called themselves during the Dragon years, doesn't apply in our country. I think it has something to do with we have free education and people who read books and newspapers. And Christian leaders, yeah, they make headlines, but not very funny. But Mike Huckabee said one thing that was very interesting. He said that he, Donald Trump is a genius because he can tweet anything and all the media will be totally on it all the time. And Mike Huckabee, for the first time I ever heard him, was right. Last this week, he tweeted that Obama did surveillance on him during the campaign. Well, of course, this is bullshit, but the media was there all the time, everywhere. And that's very interesting, because last week it happened a lot of other things. The healthcare debate, yeah, there are still people protesting against the Dakota pipeline, uh, not that interesting. And on the environment, it happened a lot. Yes, it happened a lot. Now they can basically do anything. No consequences at all. You can pollute, they can throw shit in the rivers. No consequences. But the media are not talking about it. And that's why Mike Huckabee can't say that Donald Trump is a genius. Because the media is always reporting all the bullshit he does and never take do anything with important cases. It's not a more debate on the issues anymore. It's a debate of what the media does or what Trump does 24-7. Well, that is crazy and it's also scary because you can hate Trump as much as you want but I don't need to see all this crazy shit all the time. I want to see the crazy shit he actually does. His policies have a big effect on a lot of people. We're going to have a big healthcare debate soon, replacing Obamacare. Well, that's not a problem, because Donald Trump during the healthcare debate can say, I think Obama isn't communist, I think Obama still have shows the birth certificate, and people will be all about that, not about the issues. I hope you listeners go online and address these issues. People like the Young Turks are doing this very well. But we need more people to do this because the mainstream media is failing on taking the responsibility. A lot of people are critical against mainstream media because it's owned by a little few people and it's like an elite. The problem is that they always go after each other. They always never try to challenge each other. The only thing who challenge the mainstream media is the fucked up media, Alex Jones and Fox News. But there must be more to life than bullshit and fucking crazy. So I hope 
you listeners do your duty on these issues. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. We have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Has Jeremy sent the mail this week? Uh, no emails this week. Uh, I did realize that this is this just has a really good spam filter, and all our spam is going into that spam folder. So that's why we don't oh. get any spam. But we do get spam. It just has a really good spam filter. So I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. But no, no Wait, emails. Can you tell us a little about the spam we are getting? Sure. Let me check out the spam real quick. Got to get to <laughs> that folder. But uh, we got this, four this spams. We got oh, safety net. Safety net credit, uh, dear, okay. dear sir, madam, uh, okay. project, uh, something from EcoBank, something from somebody named okay. Tracy17, urgent, Mrs. Ooh. Nicole Benoit Marioise, my dear beloved, my Mrs. Nicole Benoist, and I have been suffering from ovarian cancer. This is Aww. obviously a scam. <laughs> oh, poor people. Poor scam artist. Oh, cancer is so bad. Yeah, we have another uh, Digital Citizen Facebook group as well. A lot of uh, things going on there. That's always fun. Have you watched any on uh, TV this week? Oh, yeah. Uh, Some new stuff this week. But I guess uh, since we were talking about Trump, uh, I was watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air still. And I get to, I'm like, you know, I do that to relax, get away from the news. And Donald one episode, I'm sitting there, there and Donald Trump and his old, yeah. old wife shows up. Not, not yeah. Malena. Yeah. And the no, older the, wife. The... Uh, and he's going to buy their house. So he's in it for a little bit, but uh, got some Trump on there. Thought that was funny to watch uh, him back in the day <laughs> when his had more hair, kind of. Um uh, I started watching this show called Time After Time. Did you see that this week? Yep. Uh, this is one of two shows this week that are just copying uh, the time travel shows we've talked about before. Uh, and it's it seems like worse. Much worse. Uh, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so what? incredibly bad. I mean, the Jack the Ripper storyline in that fucking story is so... Oh... Right, so the story kind of starts out with H.G. Uh, Wells and Jack the Ripper are friends, I guess, and <laughs> they both go into the future and have to fight each other in the future. So it's pretty it's dumb. Simple. And then there was another time travel show called Making History. But that was funny. I yeah, this one was hilarious. History. It was about a guy yeah. who finds uh, a, gym set, a gym bag that is a time machine in his brother's <laughs> closet when his brother dies, and then he goes back in time to get a girlfriend. So yeah. that's a little funny. I, I really liked the first episode. I I, I thought it was really... Uh, it, it's the one that I enjoyed more. Uh, I, I, don't I was know if laughing it's a, so loud. <laughs> I don't think either of these is as good of, of a time travel type show as Timeless, but I think they were... No, no. Going, I think they saw Timeless and went, wow, this show is great, we better cash in on this. You know, that kind of... Mentality. But making history is made because of people having fun with it. And I, 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 oh, right, I, yeah. I'm going I just to want to point out that both of these shows have two men and a woman that travel through time. Yeah. 
So but I'm going to continue watching Making History. I'm not going to continue to have time after time. Oh, because me too. Yeah, definitely. Making History is very funny, and actually, I've never seen the main actor, but he's a good, pretty good comedian. I think I enjoy oh, yeah. his comedy style. So I think he could be I, good in movies in the future. To be honest, um, I yeah. agree. Uh, Raw, we got Emelina this week as Emma, a dark version, or at least the video package saying it's coming soon. So. <laughs> yes. I was wrong. I was proven wrong. I'm dumb. But <laughs> I was so happy when she came when that video package came on Raw. I was like, that is going to shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, I'm just gonna say that they they probably heard enough of other people saying it and they went, oh. I guess maybe we can't just have her disappear, but maybe they've had this plan the whole time. Who knows? But I doubt it. Who knows? Uh, and then I guess the last thing, I was watching The 100, and i really enjoying the season. I think it's really good. I like the whole thing with them uh, having to uh, stay off the radiation storm yeah. that's coming from nuclear yeah. fallout from the things. And um, But it got me thinking, you know, in Polius, Polis, is it Polius? The, uh, where the uh, tower is, where the mm-hmm. king, kind of the castle of the king. Yeah, have mm-hmm. you ever thought about what that tower is? Because in oh. that show, we have all these landmarks. Like, we've seen that uh, Lincoln Memorial in the right. show, uh, which is kind of near the grounder camp. And then there's uh, yeah. some other kind of uh, telling things in this. They show the Manhattan Bridge uh, yeah. in the desert. Uh, when they when they're in the desert, so there, it kind of shows you the area of America where this is. But yeah, I I went and did some research, like what is this tower to try to find out. And of course, there's people online discussing like what is this building now to try to because uh, they're showing other landmarks in other places that are real landmarks. Right. But this this building does not exist now. Ooh. Of course, this show Ooh. is set in the future, so the only assumption is that this tower was built in the future. So this tower wow. is an interesting thing to 100 that I think people are forgetting about uh, how important maybe this is to the storyline in the future. thought that would be interesting to point out. So, Yeah, 100, one of the best shows that is right now. Oh, yeah. It's honest. totally underrated. I, uh, it's so I think, underrated. I think people think of it as like this, oh, it's for teenager, like mid-teenager type show, but it oh, really it's isn't not. for everybody. Nope. So. Nope. It's definitely not. Uh, what about SmackDown? Have you watched SmackDown? Uh, yeah, I watched it last night. Uh, I was totally available. Um, it was ho hum. I thought it was pretty good, but it wasn't anything special. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> good match I, between uh, Randy Orton and AJ Styles. Right. I don't know why we even really needed that because when you think about no. it, shouldn't, shouldn't he have? preference to the title since yeah. he won Royal Rumble. I mean, yeah. if he would have lost, it would have defeated the whole purpose of a Royal Rumble. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that kind of bothered me, but everything else was okay. And To be honest, uh, I really liked the James Ellsworth, uh, Carmella, John Cena, so, Nikki Bella stuff. Uh, so only because of hilarious. James Ellsworth and Carmella. Not because of yeah. the other two. Uh, um, but I, I, they've really, really grown on me, those two. So He's such a good actor. Uh, the end of Raw... Occasionally, but it's part of his charm. Yeah. The end of Raw was kind of fantastic. 
Uh, I like the Undertaker. You don't, so you don't care. I don't. I, I, I like him. I just don't want to see him wrestle. Uh, but I think I, we're gonna get a three-way between the those three, so that he doesn't have to. Yeah, break him. that's you know what I mean. That's yeah. what it looks like, and I really hope that's. I, I'm uh, happy. With, I'd be happy with that. As long as he doesn't have to break himself, I'm happy. I just don't want to see him. I mean, I like the guy. So, as as a person and a performer, I don't want to see him die. Ravishing <laughs> uh, Rick Rude uh, got into the Hall of Fame finally. That was a big thing for me. I've always been a big fan of him. Yep. Uh, Hall of Fame class is kind of stranger this year. They haven't added a few things that normally they don't have a celebrity yet and they don't have yet. a warrior award i don't know if they're gonna do that again but we'll see what no happens. we will we will wait and see hopefully they will continue that i i think they will but uh yeah yeah me too yeah me too i i actually been a big fan of the warrior award I'm, uh, i just think it's respectful I, more than anything yes like, oh yeah 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 it's like uh, the Andrew, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> ah, I can't say his name, the Battle Royal at the, uh, at uh, the, and, and, uh, yes. Andre the Giant yeah. Battle Royal, yeah, it's uh, kind of like that, but I think it's more currently relevant, so. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, me, uh, I talk a little about it uh, in the segment you're going to hear uh, soon because I know the future. Uh, I talk about uh, <laughs> Hate Thy Neighbor, really good show. Uh, other than that, I have not really watched uh, anything because I saw the rest of Colombo this week. Cool, yeah, I've been, I watched a lot of Fresh Prince. I think I'll be done with French Prince. Pr- Prince next week, but um, yeah. Fresh Prince. I've gotten like, I'm only at like a one season left, and it's got it's getting pretty bad. It's getting very formulaic yeah. and very like, uh, we don't care anymore. We're just making shows to make money. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen a, a really good movie and a really bad movie. So we're going to talk about that later. Now let's talk about uh, the main topic of the week uh, with our special guest, Tron. Hi, Tron. Hello. Nice to be back. Hi, Tron. Uh, we are doing uh, the weather underground. Uh, let's talk a little about uh, what I watched uh, this week. Uh, it was a really good uh, documentary. I've never seen this before. I have no clue why I haven't seen this before. It's, it's uh, kind of old. It's not, it's, uh, you know what I mean? It's a bit older of a documentary, so. I saw it on the big yeah. screen once in a cinema club in Bergen. That's because I'm old. <laughs> I'm, I'm oldest here, so. Right, yeah, no, that, I guess I'm that's not. probably true. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You're 42, aren't you, Tron? Uh, not, not quite yet, but uh, in April 21st, I'm yeah. 42, so please send yeah. me money. Money. <laughs> money! Money! <laughs> Yeah, I'm not 40 yet, so. Oh. Uh, so but uh, yeah, uh, it was a really good documentary. I I usually love documentaries, so this was fun. It's always good to see see someone do good work, and uh, I would give this documentary 
eight out of ten, I think. Yeah, that's about right. I think, yeah, uh, it's up there. I would probably even go eight five. Um, probably not in the nine range, but it's one of the best dec- documentaries I've ever seen. It's from two thousand two. And it was actually nominated for an Academy Award in 2004. So, yeah. Oh. I, well, I, I, I thought about giving it an 8, but I, I must cut down to 7. Because they are, they are mixing a little bit in the movie. Like, they're mixing the hippies with the militant people with Charles Manson. To, they're, they're mixing all the revolutionary stuff from the 60s in one big bunch. And I think they're doing that. There's some senses there. Therefore, I only will give it 7. Right, yeah, okay. I think uh, uh, at points they were doing it to just uh, illustrate the the time period more than anything. But yeah, I yeah. understand what you're saying. Mm. It's a little, it's a little bit. Uh, sometimes uh, I I think one of the reasons why it doesn't get full score from me is because sometimes. It seems like the people they are interviewing are almost a little like uh, still brainwashed. <laughs> if you get my drift, it's almost like they're not taking any responsibility of what they were part of. They're no. kind of like dissenting themselves and kind of saying, "Nah, well, we were a part of that. I'm not sure if we were that radical." I'm sure it's, uh, well, the, the one woman who said, uh, I don't remember her name, said that, yeah, I would do that again. The other people, right. I think, was more balanced on that issue because, yes, we did it. It was it was almost crazy the things that happened in that period of time that we can't compare to, really. But I, I don't think they're still brainwashed. I think maybe, maybe the guy in prison and one of them others said, yes, I still would do it. Two of them. The rest of them was, yeah, okay, well... Mm. And you got to remember, some of those people had gotten out of the group before anything really yeah. crazy went down. Right. Uh, which we should probably get into that first before we talk about this. Um, what is what? Let's go through the documentary real quick, kind of what it was about and the weather underground organization itself. I guess talk about that so people get so we can have a background, some background information. Um, this documentary was, from, like I said, from 2002, and it's about the Weather Underground organization. It started out uh, as kind of a student-led uh, left-wing organization, uh, prote- protest organization. Um, it was really against the Vietnam War. I mean, that's mainly uh, right. their their first object was to to protest the Vietnam War. And when they show in the documentary kind of the uh, origin, they, they have a video of kind of the origins of it. It's like 15 or 20 people with signs in like a right. little tiny town in the middle of nowhere, what, right. like marching up and down a s- single street. Uh, and then it kind of goes on to the documentary and it grows and grows as the um, violence and stuff kind of grew in Vietnam and around uh, the world at the time, which uh, we'll talk about later, but kind of correlates to now in a way the way things are going but um and this group kind of grew to be uh it was called originally called um i believe it was the ods is that what it was called let me try to remember yeah i think it was ods i think it was sds 
Students for a Democratic Society. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And they had a convention in 1969. So this is like the heart of the 60s. You know what I mean? The ni- 1969 when it, all the protests were going down and everything was kind of the craziest it was in America at that time. And they all got together. It was if in the documentary, do you see the part where the one guy's saying that only this press can come in that uh, that what did he say? Something about the bourgeois press can't it aren't allowed in uh, this meeting, yeah. that whole scene. And I was like, wow, this again reminds me of today. Totally reminds me of <laughs> yes. uh, what I've seen, especially in protest groups, uh, especially during uh, if you watched anything from the uh, original kind of Black Lives Matter movement groups, there was a lot of times where those groups would be like, get CNN out of here, get MSNBC or Fox out of here. Mm-hmm. They're not helping us. They're just making us look bad. Um, which Tron kind of talked about in his Tron Tells the Truth this week with yeah. the media and everything. But uh, I guess we'll get into that in a, in a while as well. But this kind of whole thing, uh, SDS, turned turned into the weatherman from these this group of kind of... Uh, rich white kids took over the, the, the party or the group. And, uh, then they had this thing called the days of rage, which is probably the most interesting part of the documentary. What do you guys think about this? The part where everything kind of hits the fan. But it was like those group is like they living in the echo chamber. So they talk with the people they talk with is usually agree with them and so on. So they think right. they are more and more and more bigger than they are. It reminds me a little bit about Christian conservatives in Norway who have those big meetings with maybe 500,000 people and they have a lot of voices who've smashed the internet with all kinds of shit. When the election time comes, well, they got 0.6% of the votes. It's kind of, it goes in a lot of uh, uh, group mentality is you have a group for long enough. This is kind of how things work. I'll, uh, I don't know what to relate it to, but um, ever if you have a group that's all trying to agree on something, uh, there's always going to be a dissenting voice, and eventually that dissenting voice, if it's not listened to, is just going to leave. And at, uh, even if more dissenting voices come in, they'll be just pushed out again until th- that group is all just one mentality i i a good uh good thing to kind of parallel this is like the uh police uh in america a lot of people say there uh there's good and bad police which is true but when you think about it if the good police are in there uh and they're being told uh being punished by the bad police for talking out against the bad police eventually the good police are going to leave and all that's going to be left is bad police. Does that make yeah. sense? And that's kind of what happens in any in this kind of protest situation with the SDS is all the good people said, F this, we're out of here. And what you're left with were these people that were like, we're ready to attack. Uh, you know, uh, our protests aren't going to be peaceful, walk down the street, uh, turn left where they tell us to turn left and then be, o- be over it before the sun goes down kind of protest. Their protest was this. You saw it in the documentary. They were like, the one guy was grabbing the uh, police policeman's baton and like spinning him around in a circle. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I'll have the laugh. Sorry. What about what do you think about this, bro? This scene in the documentary. 
No, it's 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 uh, it's uh, haunting. It is uh, it is something to see uh, such a peaceful organization turn into something. It's it's kind of protesting itself <laughs> at one point. It's like like. Uh, don't uh, violence is never the solution. Let's have violence. <laughs> Do you see? Right, but I think been... the idea would be. Uh, I mean, in their minds, the uh, they're thinking, well, the people that are perpetrating the violence, doing violence against them, isn't necessarily bad because they're doing violence against people who are not doing violence against them. But if we're doing violence against them, then we can get rid of the violence altogether. But then, you, yeah, right. it's just a circular logic. Exactly, yeah. but you have you have to also remember this was a time where uh, Martin Luther King was killed, Malcolm right. X was killed, and suddenly Bobby Kennedy, who was in '68, looking like the new hope for the Democratic Party, he also was killed. So people that people maybe was a little delusionist on that time. I can't really understand, but but I don't defend what this group did anyway. But uh, yeah. Right, and we haven't even gotten to the crazy part, because after this Days of Rage, which is just like a massive protest, uh, which at the beginning I thought was interesting, they're saying, like, uh, we got there and there were only a few hundred people or whatever, and they were saying, uh, they were even feeling like maybe this isn't a good idea, but they were all kind of pushed by their egos to just go go through with it. Um, yeah, right. There was a few people that were saying that. And, uh, and yeah, then they uh, put out this... Thing, this declaration of war, which you heard on in the documentary, where the lady kind of sent out an audio message to the press, and they started uh, bombing places, mm. lots of places. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting to see how something like I said, it's interesting to see how something that are meant as a, as a peaceful thing gets violent. Right. It's kind of I I I I I um, uh, talked uh, to some Mormons this week uh, I, about the separate uh, topic, but it it kind of reminds me of something we were talking about. We were talking about that uh, sometimes people do uh, things uh, in their mind. That are for the right attention, uh, for for the right attentions, but have a ne negative feedback that uh, we're not aware of. And I right. think, I think, I think it is a little like that. I think, I think some secular and non-secular sects are are based on that kind of theme. I think I, I I don't think Joseph Smith uh, woke up one day and suddenly decided to create the world uh, religion. Uh, I don't think uh, maybe L. Ron Hubbard the... did, but not him. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard did, but not him. But uh, no, I, I, but uh, jokes aside, I I I think I think the weather underground was based. Based on some some good uh, uh, intentions, and um, yeah, it's it's interesting for me. But, but the problem, uh, the interesting is, we're talking about all this group from the left who did this and did that, but this still shit happening today. And this this the far right who has those hate groups, but the far right and the conservatives have been much smarter. They put on a suit 
suit and a tie and it's and look so yeah they look so great so they can get away with all kind of bullshit who definitely lead to the same i think it's interesting that the people that are saying sig heil uh around the world now is wearing suits when they were uh, when when they were were like five years ago were turning uh, around in the streets uh, covering their their face I think it's interesting that we now have a movement, for example, in the Netherlands uh, with harsh, harsh racist, uh, racist movement that's going down there. Uh, we don't have to look to America. We, we have a lot of racist thing going down there. And this, this movement was never meant that way. It was never meant to hurt people it was always something that was against the vietnam war and peaceful and uh, loving and 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 then it just like yeah like almost like turn on the switch and they decide hey let's go crazy instead let's let's kill people this isn't right. a uh, muslim uh oh. isis group this isn't a r- right wing uh uh crazy uh militant group or anything like that when they did do bombings uh after i guess what happened is somebody was making a bomb in new york and actually blew themselves up the the person who was (laughs) making the bomb blew up this building and after that they the all the bombings they did they decided uh they were going to do their best to get everybody out of the building and they Really, at that point, only like hurt one ever hurt one person. Uh, doesn't make it right. Just uh, underline no, that. Uh, obviously, but but uh, but I, but I that agree was with that, that. That was the way they ration uh, made a rationale. Right, right, right. When we're talking about how did this happen? How did it go from uh, this peaceful thing? That's kind of how it, how it happened. They, you have to rationalize it somehow in your own mm. mind to make make it happen. Yeah. But I do agree with them about the hypocrisy because Pierre, United States did a military coup in Chile and made every South European uh, American oh, country there is. And they have Vietnam and so on and so on and so on. But you can stay there with a suit and a tie and talking about the values, this and value that. And you're getting, oh, if you're Protestant, you're against our troops and bullshit. And <laughs> you do one, one tiny thing on the left, oh, terrorist, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the they time. were terrorists. That is, that is, that is. This the, is literal. Yeah. This is seriously the literal definition of terrorism to yeah. create yeah. a violent state to try to get across oh, your yeah, own definitely. political beliefs. Yeah. Oh, definitely they were terrorists. Oh, definitely. I, I, I look at them as, as, as one of the most liberal terrorists in no, the but world. But you cannot define the word liberal in the, the terrorist term because everything about liberalism is... Of course is, you can. No, no, of you can't. Can. I would call them left-wing extremists, but I would not say it, the word liberal in the context of a terrorist because it's not... I, 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 I don't agree. I just, no, I there's think... no liberal philosopher who, def, who defends if you're, terrorists. If your definition of liberal is left-wing, uh, then yes. Not really. I not not. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat is uh, hurting today. But uh, I I think one of my my, my biggest reasons why I say uh, liberals 
uh, can be terrorists. You, you, if you look at some, uh, and I'm saying right wing as a liberal term as well, because you can you see mean left wing, right wing, left wing. So, so, sorry, <laughs> left wing. Sorry, uh, uh, some of them are defining themselves as liberals, and as long as people follow them and and take um, uh, their um, words to heart. And, and tries to follow their uh, agenda. And they, again, do things that hurt the liberal course by violence. Yep. I, still, I still look upon their group as a liberal group. For yeah. example, you don't have to go farther than, for example, New Hampshire, where, where you have a big liberal group that I is is uh, trying to uh, separate uh, the United States and and New Hampshire as a, as a liberal group there are some violent aspects of that group that they don't really want to say hey we don't want you here but i think but the they are taking their, their course and they are taking their people but i think definition is different from europe uh, to the united states look because uh, you have a two-party system when you put everything from socialist, Marxist, liberals, and everything in one group, and conservatives is all kind of color in another. In, in like in Scandinavian term, the liberals will be more on the center, and you have the social democrats to the left there, and you got the socialists from the left in that point, and so on. And you have different vari- var- variation of conservatives from the center to the right. So that the understanding of the term is very different here in Europe, and especially in Scandinavia, in, than it is from the United States. I sure, but they, agree. It's, it's all just uh, it's all just up to the definition, and then people can twist definitions of words yeah, I as agree. much as they yeah. want. Exactly. That's that, uh, and that's my point. As long exactly. as you, as long as you 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 use people that use violence, e- either in a liberal course or or in a right wing course, it makes you connected to the people that are doing the wrong things. I'm not saying that you're supporting them, but if you are not saying, hey, that guy that uh, killed those people don't represent me. It's the people, it's the, it's the same problem the Muslims It's the other having. side looking at you that's seeing it, that, you, right. that people don't realize is, yes, right. he doesn't represent you, but they don't see that. And that's what you yes. need to realize. Yeah. And that's the same problem the Muslims are having. In a way, right. So, what do you call totally. people who support our government to definitely do war crimes? Uh, give us an example. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, that's it's, not it's a support. Uh, you knew you knew that George W. Bush did a lot of war, the guilty in war crimes and lying. Sure. A lot of people yeah. still re-elected him. What do you call those people? Uh, I voters. Call them- Voters? Yes, but then you, you vote for a war criminal. It's not, it's not that. Yes, but they're uninformed populace, so you can't blame them for that. It's a little like you can blame people, him for that. People just that because, yeah. <laughs> people that voted for for Hitler did not kill the Jews. I'm exactly. sorry to say that. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take it all the way back to wrestling and and go. It's this is the classic. Oh, all the crowd is dumb for chanting CM Punk. No, that's not. <laughs> you can't say that all the crowd is dumb for doing that because all the crowd is not even chanting that. Number one, 
only a por- portion of them are, and it's just you're generalizing, and that doesn't even that just doesn't help anything. Perfect. And, 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 yeah. But you did you did have you did, you you did have in 2003 and 2004 two choices: go after the war, who was proven to be a lie, and those people who still want to continue the war based on that lie. So people had a choice. And it chooses. I, to I agree that with that, but go we, we are yes, but you got to understand that the moment in time when that happened after 9/11, it was the most. That's what all this division in America came out of, of how we could improve America, and there was a lot that was connecting people. And 9/11 happened, and it tore everybody apart because there were other people that were sucked into this idea that oh, we need to go to war with Iraq, even though mm-hmm. Iraq never attacked attacked us or did anything to go against us but they were told that by the media and then there were people who were going why this is bullshit what is going on and they were uh, all there was you know a huge division that happened and now we have this situation where you have this right and left that are so separated from each other because uh, they see they see the history of America completely differently but it is the problem I did talk about that in 15 years I talked about that in one of my segments of the truth. Everything something happened in the United States, you go ape shit for twenty years afterwards. <laughs> which, if well, that's not just been... that, it's it's uh, in, in the last few years, uh, the one side's not listening to the other. So you, um, they all. It's this. We go back to what happened in this movie. You're only listening to what your side's saying, and you're not paying attention to the other side. And but. all it takes is one person to come along on that side and just take over the side completely yep. and say, uh, this is the only way and this is the way it has to be, and then introduce violence, and then shit hits the fan. And it can happen in any situation like this. So Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean we, we, we don't have to look that far into the future, uh, for example, with the Donald Trump movement. I'm pretty sure... I'm I'm going to say something that are a little crazy of me. I'm pretty sure not all people that voted Donald Trump knew what they did. We know they didn't. Go back and listen to our election coverage. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not all people's fault that Donald Trump is voted in. Even when they voted for him, it's not all their, their fault. But uh, but it's, it's like uh, we think every people think people who is against something are rational because they hate the government, but they are not. They are not they're rational. They just want something who is against the existing, but they don't give a sh- shit about what it is. You have the same in Norway. You have the same all kind of world. Like we just put a person in because the people are already in power hate him so much, and that's the logic of a lot of people. That's why people have to be more educated. Really. It is so funny. Oh, yeah, that's uh, obviously. That w- but the problem is, it, you're never going to have a fully informed populace, especially when you have a media that's been taken over as propaganda to misinform right. them sp- on purpose. So, yeah, that's th- that is a huge, huge problem. It's so funny that we talk about this today because just before this podcast i was watching a new amazon series called hate thy neighbor uh by by a british uh, comedian uh jamal and he goes to different groups for example in the 
I think it's the first program. He visits the Ku Klux Klan, and he's half uh, uh, Afro-American. He's mixed right, uh, race, right? And he goes into the mo- those movements and try uh, tries to get under uh, wh- why why wh- what is it that makes people join things like Ku uh, Klux Klan and wh- what does it mean to be a racist in, in 2017? What does it mean right. to uh, believe in uh, that the Holocaust never happened? And I'm I'm thinking. A lot of those people, I I I I don't get angry anymore at those people. I don't I I get angry for the things they stand for. I don't get angry at them because it's all about mis uh, being misinformed. Perception. Yeah, it's all about the perception that you have that you that yep. built up in your mind. Yep. And I mean, uh, and that's the I, same. I with guess a good group. example is later in the show yeah. we're going to cover hunted. Five million people watch oh. Hunted every week, Jesus. and I'm not one of them. <laughs> we see it as a terrible show, but there's five million people who watch it, and yeah. uh, just watching it kind of gets me in their mindset to go, and that it puts me on the other side, makes me go think. If you really sit down and think, why do they like this show? You can kind of right. get an idea of yeah. that person, and if you oh, can yeah, get an idea definitely. of that person, then you can empathize with them. And once you can do that, then you can get to a meeting ground in the middle where you can both talk about things. And that's uh, what I'm feeling. Which is where we need what, to get to. Yeah, so what, and that's uh, what I'm feel, the, feeling uh, the underground movement kind of lacked was uh, was a leader that was strong enough to do that. That's Well, what yeah, I, but they I, had gone past that point. I think it was the whole thing is that when they were... Uh, the SDS, that was probably a point where they did have enough people and enough backing of people that they really could have got some, something done. But then, uh, at least in this, they kind of make it out that right after that that happened, uh, everything went down in the 60s as far as, uh, like Tron said, um, Charles Manson and right. the Altamont Speedway uh, incident where the uh, Hells Angels killed a guy in the front yeah. of a giant concert. Um, yeah. You have to say that concert called, it's a documentary on that concert called Gimme Shelter. I recommend yeah. it. Really good oh, documentary, yeah. by the way. Really good documentary, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I have to see that. Sorry, Luke. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, that was, at that point, uh, that's when it kind of went the other direction yeah. because they felt that they, there was no other option at that point. You know, they had, they had been marginalized by everybody as this other thing that they weren't, they didn't stand for. And they, uh, when you, when you become marginalized like that and everybody sees you as something for long enough, eventually you're just going to become that thing. Cause what's the point of not everybody already sees you that way. So I think um, I, I think I especially see that in the guy they, they interview in the prison, how fucking lost it is. But this is the one thing I have problem with it. When documentaries like, the 70s became so violent and they looked like the Black Panthers. The Black Panthers wasn't that violent at all. They had a military approach, but they did a lot of community service. They helped people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Food. Yeah, so they did a lot more. And you also got this women movement. A lot of the majority of the women's movement in the 70s was not violent at all. You had a lot of The movement. Black Panthers was more about intimidation than anything, yeah. not violence. Yeah. And George Harrison started with a song for 
that concert for Bangladesh in 71 or 72. So there was a lot going in the 70s. It was not violent at all. But those few groups... Yeah, but I mean, you can say the same thing about now, and I'm sure we're going to get something soon enough. I think that... Let's get into the correlation today. Now, with the Black Panthers, now we have Black Lives Matter, which isn't the same thing, but it kind of is what built out of the movement that we... The protest movement we have now. That's uh, We had that whole year of just protests and protests and protests and then donald trump thing happened and it built and all these groups came together under uh kind of the one banner and then we had we have all these massive protests right when donald trump gets in and uh that whole thing kind of reminds me of the 60s protests and how they built up uh against the vietnam war we have it now against donald trump but it's so similar to me and it, it scares me in a way where yeah. one of these groups, I can just see, you know, there's going to be crazy people in there. Like, yeah. okay, the the whole women's movement is great. The whole Black Lives Matter movie, movement is great. I love them. I think they're super important to the moving forward of America. But there's going to be crazies in there. And they're going to, tr- uh, they might try to do something like this again, you yeah. know. And uh, that's, yeah, that's the problem just with us. Yeah, and that is the problem with those kind of groups in our society. Uh, like I said, I, I I see so many similars to this in 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 religions and and non secular movements as well. Also, that we we have we have to we have to be aware of that people can be moved in one direction. Uh, that they really don't want to get to because they can be complied or talked into it. It's not that fucking difficult. I mean, we we have people going from Norway, from Norway, one of the best countries to live in in the world, to fight for ISIS, for ISIS. Even in a in a country where it's twenty degrees minus, there's people that are joining ISIS. Luke, there well, are. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And here too. People are getting and, compelled. Right, and that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's on both sides. It's not just the, the left; it's the right too. Uh, yep. And they've been pushed for a lot longer. They were oh. being pushed to to do these kind of things when Obama was in. And just think of. Uh, when was the last time we had a mass shooting uh, thing on the news? Long time now. It's been a while. We, yeah. For a year there while we were doing the show, it was like every week we had one. Every single week we had it. But but it can also take it one. And, I, and I, now I, we don't. And now, uh, well, I mean, and I don't why is say that? we don't. I would say the media, it doesn't put them out there probably. I'm right. sure there, there's some happening somewhere. But uh, I just find it strange that you, if you're on one side, never assume your side can't do any bad, because that's when you get in trouble. Yeah, that's <laughs> but the, that's the get, uh, uh, get to the news. I I did a podcast ago uh, yesterday with a po- uh, ex police officer called Diane Goldstein from uh, California, and when I tried to get the result of how many people died in the uh, in the drug war for the last ten years, she said that's too little. Okay. It was not 10,000, it was over 100,000 in the last 10 years. But I never heard nobody talk about that either, really. Over 100,000 no, no. people dying in the drug war. If only two right. people die in a terror attack, you got 
committed. Apeshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we have to take that country. You have to take that country. You have to start bombing. That also has to do with, like I said, our media is basically all propaganda. I mean, go if it's a joke. Anchorman Two is a is a comedy movie, but if you watch it, it's talking <laughs> about CNN. It's telling yeah. the truth about CNN in that movie. Uh, in comedy. Uh, sometimes that that's what comedy does. Comedy tells the truth, and that's why it's funny. Um, and yeah, I just I just think that uh, in this day and age, uh, we're kind of living through the same thing again—a kind of a '60s movement—and we need to watch out for uh, that this side of things that are really pushing this, especially people who are pushing this Donald Trump Russia thing. If you're being pushed that every day, a crazy person is going to see that and there's it's going to put them in a mind state where, oh my gosh, I really got to do something about this. Russia is attacking us. And somebody kills the president, uh, who's going to be to blame? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Well, it's sad. It's, uh, <sighs> I think it's interesting to see how... I think people... a lot of people would say, a lot of other people would say, Oh, good. I want to see Donald Trump get killed. A lot of people on the left. And that that's not a liberal thing to think, is it, Trump? No, I no. want to see him lose. I want to see him lose the midterm election by a landslide. I don't want to see his sorry fucking ass when he's grumpy after losing in four right. years. Time. Oh, that I want to fucking see. I want to sit on my popcorn and fucking 56 pack of beers and the tequila. I just listen to his whining and laugh. He's just, that I mean, so they're, they're losing ground every week this administration yeah. and i have a feeling that i mean the thing is i i if, even if he gets impeached which i have a strong feeling may happen because there's just so much so much against him at this point especially this week and the news yeah. was like oh so much like they they can't the, the their administration is never going to be keep be able to keep up with the barrage eventually it's going to come catch How? up with them and they they're going to get taken Again, what I, I listen to my Trump tells the truth. That I, I'm addressing that issue. Like the media but, have to address the other things that also happen. It's not all yeah. about Russia. It's all about environment, right. politics, and so much more that media mm -hmm. is not talking a shit about. Only one they're talking about is the Young Turks, really, and some other. Right. Things. Yeah. Well, I mean, the media has to talk about that because if they didn't talk about Russia, uh, then they would have to admit what a bad job the. Democrats did in the election, and then then they don't really don't want to talk about that because they they the de Democrats just want to go look how bad he is, but they don't want to say what their policies for making things better are. Like, what are their that, Democrats' policies for making things better? Yeah, no, nobody can tell you because they don't nobody. they don't come up with any. So fucking well, Trump's afraid. bad, yeah. Hey. And Russia, by yeah. the way, Russia. <laughs> No, that's the problem with the system. Right that they, no, they don't have to take any battle. The conservatives can always wind themselves to getting things, things through. The Democrats now, uh, now we, now maybe, no, no, uh, 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 they always excuse themselves for meeting something. Right, I mean, the, the Republicans do it too as well, but let's yeah, get back to the film and yeah, so the Weather Underground. We've gone way, way, way off topic. Wait, well. <laughs> <laughs> that always happens when you're three people engaged in politics. But, yeah. I, but right. I, I, I think it's an interesting movie in so many ways. And I think it's uh, one of the things that 
maybe scared me. Uh, uh, is that I see that this can happen again. I think that's why why it's such a good documentary because it's showing how 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 fucking normal people are that can do awful things. But usually, normal people are doing bad things, and you see that during Nazi Germany too. You said like people who did all this kind of shit in the concentration camp and so on, they were normal people. Normal people right. all the time. Right. I don't. I don't have you read a book called Anna Harent, who, who called who wrote the book Eichmann in Jerusalem. She she took the case of uh, Eichmann uh, in the nineteen sixty trial, and it's like how she says like you have a new kind of evil. People just just consider what they do as evil and just do things like a normal job all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that that's the number one excuse. I was just following order. Uh, I, I mean, was just it's doing most, my job. Yeah, yeah, it's the most simple excuse in the world. I mean, uh, I wasn't thinking. I mean, I I've done that. I haven't killed exactly. I've, I've, it's people, basically but... like saying I've been brainwashed to do something, and that's my excuse. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think this whole thing. Uh, when it comes down to it, as far as the weather underground uh, is that we got to look at the past and realize that this can happen again. And that uh, I guess we, we should point out that if in the history of the United States uh, getting killed by a um, right wing cons- cons- uh, extremist is much more likely. There's a lot more evidence for that in the past. Yeah of right-wing extremism, Timothy McVeigh, uh, we can go on. But there are other ones, like like this, like the Unabomber, that were left-wing people that did the same thing. So don't just assume that you only your uh, their side is bad or your side is bad. There's good and bad on both sides, and that's true about almost anything in life. So, Let me put a perspective on it. It's never been less terrorism in Europe than it is now. There was more terrorists in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, that, that in, and it is in Europe now. You had all kinds of group, nationalist group, from left to the right, and so on, bombing things. But from the eight, late 80s, they really just stopped, because they didn't get anywhere. So people say, it's a terrorist attack now, it is more than ever now. It's out of ordinary. There's nearly no terrorist attack in Europe anymore. That's it's the truth. Called, That's the statistics. It's says. called the press. It's called the press. It's called sensationalism. It's called right. the hunt for the next story. I mean, uh, we have some things that we talk about in the news today that are kind of it's it's out there. And I I mean, what oh, was that Jake Gyllenhaal movie throw that you showed me that was all about the media? Um, and he's the oh yeah. Photographer, uh, Nightcrawler. Right, that's a good oh. example of media yeah. uh, pushing stories just to get ratings and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean Fantastic that happens. Movie. And then you don't see a lot of other things like the Dapple Pipeline is because no. a lot of those news stations get a lot of their money from people who have money invested in that stuff, and they have yeah. money invested in CNN or MSNBC or Fox, and they're not going to report against people who have money invested in them. So. We have to so, yeah, uh, I guess as far we as the main to... topic, we'll, we'll yeah. wrap that up. 
Weather Underground, pretty good movie. Uh, everybody should go check it out. It's a little older, and there's other information about these characters uh, now. Uh, I know that a few of them like have lect- lecture circuits that you could go see right. them talk, things like that. So. We have to find it online. This. I found it where you can find it. If you go to uh, freedocumentaries.org, you can find it there. You can watch it on for free. Oh. Yeah, uh, I had another, from... it's called like Snag Films was another yeah. place that I found it. So it's a free yeah. online, a few different places. Yeah. We have to tell Trun about the sign we saw at, uh, at uh, Fastlane. Oh yeah, Fastlane sign. Uh, <laughs> and uh-huh. it's funny because almost every wrestling podcast that I to this week mentioned it and they were all like super we hating on the uh, sign. Uh, there was a sign that just in the back, in the he was like maybe third row in uh yeah. camera side so you could see him the yep. whole time it said the uh, whole time <laughs> cnn is fake news and they never <laughs> they never took it away ever never it was we saw the whole pay-per-view the side was there in the camera so yep. funny damn and uh, yep. all these people uh i mean fake news is this whole new thing uh <laughs> i just called it propaganda that's my word for it is propaganda uh. And it is if you call it propaganda, it is that fake news. I don't know. Yep. There's different definitions of fake news. It's hard to like put put it as one thing or another. But is CNN but and MSNBC so and Fox funny. are they propaganda? Yeah, they are. The the problem is not fake news. It's fake facts. That every fact matters. <laughs> but some facts are not facts. It's just like uh, creationism and so on. That fake right. facts. Even black, uh, yeah, totally. I think even I black think the people who, matter. <laughs> people who defend uh, CNN as not being fake news, number one, don't understand the definition of fake news because it's just kind of oh. a made-up term. And number two, uh, they weren't voting for Bernie Sanders and didn't see what CNN did to him. Uh, I mean, just look at uh, what happened to uh, what was her name? Uh, not Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Um, the CNN contributor that ended up having to be fired for C- from CNN for giving Hillary Clinton questions that were only supposed to be from a CNN commentator in a debate with Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he was fired for that. Uh, so to say that CNN isn't fake news when they're giving questions to people to swing a debate one way or another, yeah, uh, it's questionable. So I would definitely call them propaganda. Uh, fake news is something a term I really don't like to use. So. Yeah, like we said, black facts matter. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing uh, in the end here because we have a conservative magazine called Minerva in Norway. I don't heard anything. Oh, about. fantastic! Yeah, it's it's <laughs> 60, 17 years old. But even Minerva Oof. is the conservatives say that they even some of them said we prefer Bernie Sanders. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> that's how far. Your conservatives in the United States have gone. The conservatives in Norway will support Bernie Sanders against your candidates. That's fantastic. I never thought I'd gonna see that <laughs> in my lifetime. Uh, uh, yeah, at the time there was a whole faction of the uh, conservative <laughs> side that would have cov- that would have backed Bernie Sanders over Donald Trump for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, the lady's name, the CNN contributor Donna Brazil. And yeah. then she ended oh. up after that, after getting caught, she ended up becoming the DNC interim chairman. Remember that? That was yep. so ridiculous, that oh, whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tron. Thank you for yeah. talking to us about this fantastic movie. Nice to be on. And uh, listen to Tron Tells the Truth. Yeah. Bye-bye. So, Luke, have you seen uh, 
movie this week? I did. I finally got to see most of Journey to the West 2. I did not finish it because it's really hard movie to get a hold of, and I could only find a version that had not great quality, and I didn't really want to finish the whole thing until I can get a better version, but I got... Uh, I've been looking forward to this movie for like two years. So I got oh, yeah. my fix and I'm happy with getting my fix and then I'll be able to see the rest of it when a better version comes out. So, uh, But so far, really thought it was amazing. Uh, hard to say whether it holds up to the original, but I, it, the comedy's there, the uh, special effects are there, and so far the storyline is really fun. So... Um, yeah, I'd say it's probably going to live up to it, but we'll, I'll have to tell you more when I get a better better version. But that was the movie I saw this week. What about you? Oh, uh, I saw a good found footage uh, horror movie this week called Population Zero. Uh, it uh, was uh, really short, to uh, one hour and 24 minutes. Uh, then I went to the movies and saw Logan, and then I went out of the movies and regretted I watched uh, Logan, because it's it's maybe the most speculative movie I've ever seen, and I fucking hate uh, speculative violence. It's uh, it's, uh, not okay. Like, I'm, I'm being honest. Here now, I'm I'm being serious. Speculative violence with kids is just so fucking unnecessary. It's right, just there to make you feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And you're talking about like when when it's done off camera, but you don't that kind of thing. Sorry. When you say speculative violence, you mean like when it's done off camera. And you don't quite see oh, it, but it you know what happens? No, it's showing. It's showing oh, violence okay. towards kids. Yeah, and... I mean, if it's just gratuitous, then yeah, that's unnecessary. I'm thinking of, like, Journey to the West 1, where the very beginning, that's what happens, but it's there right. for a moral reason to give you uh, yeah. a moral compass on what the movie is doing, yeah. And this is just, this is just doing it to... Kind of show that it can. It's right. a rated R movie because it could be a rated R movie. It's right. It's okay. Not, it's not even trying. Like I, 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 I saw this with my girlfriend, and I turned to her uh, during this movie, and she was kind of sitting in a clinching position, like she's. She's a little like afraid, and 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 she loves horror movies and things like that, and and, and she just felt like nauseated because right, it's yeah. it's so gruesome and unnecessarily, uh, yeah, like I said, it's unnecessarily gruesome and speculative, and it's one of those storylines where it does not fucking work. I think I said that it's the best um, actors I've seen in such a horrible movie. The actors in this are amazing. And 
Right. I think they also play amazing Lee. But I don't like the storyline. I don't like how they are showing this. And and to be honest, it's boring and repetitive as as well. And it has nothing new to show us. I I don't understand the big hoopla about this. Well, uh, heard good things, heard bad things, but Fro doesn't like it. So, uh, speaking of bad movies. Yeah, speaking about bad movies, what? We're going to talk about a bad movie right now. See, that uh, that's called a throw to uh, oh. Fro. I was throwing <laughs> no, because, to you to move on to the I next thing. <laughs> I don't agree it's going to be a bad movie. That's the thing. Okay. I think it's going to be an awesome movie. I'm really looking forward to this. But it's... Okay, well, I, you didn't look at the Facebook page then, but the movie we were talking about is The Shack. Oh. Cool music. I just showed up in my mailbox with no tracks in the snow. You're not thinking about going back there, are you? Is he at a beach house and he found a let? Oh, it's not, not the same movie. <laughs> no. This guy stares at everything. He's got a staring problem. Oh my gosh, these people are staring like at him. Let's stare at each other. Uh... That's not a real mountain. <laughs> I can't wait to see this movie. It's got Tim McGraw in it, so you know it's good. Shut up. <laughs> the movie that uh, we are going to disagree on is called The Shack. What is The Shack about, uh, Luke? Right, so this got a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a whopping 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so, Woo-hoo! you know it's good. Uh, <laughs> after suffering a family tragedy, Mac Phillips, oh, that's why he's staring at everything so much. I get mm-hmm. it. Spirals into a deep depression that causes him to question his innermost beliefs. Facing a uh, crisis with faith, he receives a mysterious letter urging him to abandon uh, to an abandoned shack in the Oregon wilderness. Oh, I didn't have any idea this was about Oregon, but all right. Those woods in that movie did not look like Oregon. So (laughs) just saying. Uh, it has an audience score of 87%, look. What? Where is this giant cliff with the waterfall in Oregon, by the way? Because I've never been there, but okay. Because that looked like it was in, like, uh, Yellowstone Park. But, um, yeah, uh, why don't you do Just your review say. first, and then I'll do mine. Uh, I have the epic Lady Sponge, the adventure again. The ultimate reviewer. Yeah, I I just love her. You should name. send her a message, and we should try to get her on the show. Really, I should. Yeah. Uh, if you and she's giving it one star, by the way. If you want to make your Friday more interesting, how about? You go and see either a different movie or just do whatever you do uh, in common. 
because the shack isn't worth seeing, or even worse is uh, sending a little penny. I'm like, serious. The shack never attempts to shine in any sort of way, and the actors were killing themselves during the prediction of this film. They were? Oh. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. They were killing themselves? I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they know something about the behind the scenes that we don't. And he, that's what he's talking about. But Maybe. Uh, I got she, one she, from, she. Oh, right. She, she. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I got one from lady. the Facebook. Yes. I got one from the Facebook page called uh, from Heather Kirby. Uh, and she says about this uh, movie. Aren't we supposed to love one another without judgment? Isn't that God's job to judge? It doesn't say love one another as long as blank. That's what I took away from the story. God wants a true relationship with us, and he wants us to love one another, which is all over the Bible, and I've always been taught Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. Uh, And I got another one from there from somebody named Caroline House, and she says... This film is nothing compared to Fireproof and other films. The characters of the Trinity are, uh, and talking to them face-to-face is weird and uh, heretical. Uh, Is that right? Heretical? No. It's heresy. I I heard of that, but anyways, yes. Uh, yes. I think it's just another version of the same word, but I've never heard somebody use that word. So, yeah, heretical. Christians, please don't get caught up in this film uh, depicting universalism just because they are talking about loss and forgiveness. And I saw a lot of this uh, on the Facebook. uh, Christians not super happy about this movie. So I thought that was interesting. Well, I'm super stoked to see this. I can't wait to see this. I think the biggest problem that these Christians are having on Facebook, at least, is uh, they seem to talk a lot about the fact that in their religion, they believe that the Trinity is one, is all one. And in this, it shows it as three different beings. So I guess that just depends on what sect of Christianity you're coming from. Uh, these people Who seem to a lot because care. there are massive discussions on the Facebook about it. So there are people I te- who don't I, care. I, I tell you why. You may uh, not care. Uh, Other people care. I tell you what, look. What? If it is three people, it is three people. If it's one, it's one. How about that? <gasps> what? Oh. Uh, yeah, people care about what their religion says to other people, so they argue about it online. Believe it or not, Fro, people argue a lot on online. It's weird. It's this well, new thing that just came out. <laughs> let's talk about the deep pay-per-view of this evening. Uh, let's talk about fast lame. Right, and you've got Tilly's picks since she's not here. Um, we'll go through this. I, I remember what she picked, at least. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, hopefully they're right. Cause, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, first match we had, pre-show match, Rick Swan ver- and um, Tazawa, excuse me, versus Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar. And we had Rich Swan and Tazawa winning. And I believe Tilly got a point there, right? Yep. Yep. She got a point. We did not? Nope. Uh, uh, hey, Joe. hey, 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 people. Before we go into this, 
count how many points Bro gets. Right. Samojo defeated Sami Zayn in a singles match. Uh, I got a point there, and Fro got a point there. I got the point there. Till it didn't. Yep. Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the team formerly known as the Club, uh, beat Enzo and Cass to retain the ta- tag team championships. I got a point there. Till I got the point there. Uh, Sasha Banks defeated Nia Jax. Uh, I got a point there. Till I got the point there. All right. Uh, and then we got a couple matches that weren't on the card, but. This was the point where me and Fro were on the call, and we went, oh my gosh, Goldberg versus Kevin Owens is going to be a one-minute squash match. And I was listening to other wrestling podcasts, oh. and they were like, I was so surprised that it was a, such a short match. I didn't think they were no. going to do that. And I was like, how were you surprised? We knew that was going to be this halfway through the pay-per-view. Yep. But we had Cesaro defeating Ginger Mahal, Big Show defeating Rusev. So next we had Neville... Uh, Defeating Jack Gallagher for the cruiserweight championship. We all had that. Right. Uh, We all get a point there. Roman Reigns beat Strowman in a singles match. Yeah, Tilla gets the point there. And I think these last two matches were the best matches on the show. I think the uh, the Neville Gallagher and Roman Reigns Braun Strowman. That's saying something. I don't even. I really. Uh, I got to give Reigns credit here. I usually just don't like Roman Reigns, no matter who he's wrestling. But yeah, and he was wrestling Braun Strowman. It was still a pretty good match. So yeah. um, Bailey defeated Charlotte Flair for the women's championship. Yeah, and Tilly said that. I got no points, and Fro got no points, and Goldberg mm-hmm. defeated Kevin Owens in a 22 second match for the Universal Championship. And Tilly said that. And I said that. And Fro did not. So I won! I won! I won! Because the the competition was to pick the least It's golf, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's your least amount of points wins. No. (laughs) Um, I got two fucking points, people. Two! uh, Fro got two. I got six. And Tilly got seven, I believe, right? She got one wrong. So Tilly did really, really week. Tilly's not here, so next week we'll find out what she picked for her topic to talk about on the show next week. That was fascinating. Awful paper. Awful. Since we, since we are talking about awful things, let's, uh, or shall we? Shall we? Matter? Does it really, do we care enough to talk? Uh, we've gone this far. Seven? We might as well go the rest of the way. I think we've gone past <sighs> the point of no return a long time ago on this one, bro. I, I, I tell you what. I can use all my inner happiness on this episode because this episode was the worst episode and of all, yeah. I'm I'm not kidding. I don't think it was the worst episode of all, but uh it was Zile. a bad episode. Uh 
we didn't get any racism. Really? These last two episodes didn't have any racism, so there's that. Well, even with racism, I still think those shows were better. That's how oh, bad okay. I think this. Maybe I just was uh, fine with this episode because I knew it was over and I was never going to have to watch it again. Maybe that made me feel like it was better. I I Uh, felt really indifferent about this episode. I didn't think, compared to other episodes, I didn't think it was good or bad. It was very, like, ho-hum to me. But this is our final episode of Hunted. Episode 7 is called The Final Escape. We got 4.79, so 4.8 million viewers. A bit down, actually, for the finale. Very strange, but it had the same rating uh, because there was just less people watching TV that day than normal. So um, let's do this pretty quick op- uh, opening. We get a, basically a recap of the whole season because this is our finale episode. We got a recap of the Kings, uh, what happened last episode. And we go to Alpha Team and Griff calls a friend of English's uh, to get try to get information, and he offers her five hundred dollars for information. Yeah, uh, this so is the first time we we actually got a bribe in this uh, series. Uh, I mean, uh, we've seen the posters that say you could get this money. You could possibly get a reward, is what it said, right? Possibly right. get a monetary reward, I believe, is what it said. But this is the first time we see them actually. Say, hey, Bribing. we're going to give you this amount yeah. of money. Um, and this lady, for $500, totally gives up the location of, of where the kings are. Yeah, I wonder if they are friends. <laughs> right, again, Today. this is kind of dumb. Like, you would think the person would go, all right, I will just get $1,000 from them when they win the quarter million dollars. That's what I would think. Right. I could have got five hundred dollars. Why don't you throw me a thousand bucks and we'll call it even? You know what I mean? Uh, maybe they don't trust the kings to do that. Maybe that's the thing. <laughs> uh, who knows? But they give. They I give mean, it's the most boring couple in the world. So I, I guess they don't have friends at all. That's the thing. I mean, really I would are. never be. I would He's never the be most their boring friends. person of all time. He is like so just. I don't even know what the word for it is. He's bland. Bland. Yeah, bland. It bland. just has no personality. Like, his personality has been sucked out of him by a personality removing <laughs> machine of some type. Uh, uh, yeah, AKA Al- his wife. <laughs> so, Alpha Team relays the info about the location oh, to command. And we go to the Kings, where they're at this house that the hunters now know about, we know. So the kings, but the kings are, they're out of there. They're already, and they're leaving on foot again. Um, and I don't know what, how this happens, but they're walking through a city. And the next thing we know, they're in a cornfield. Yeah. This cornfield, there's just a random guy in a, a big rig truck in a cornfield. I have no idea why there's a big cornfield and they get a ride from this guy, uh, and command. Um, now we find out command has sent out posters about the king, which we did find out last episode. But now they've actually done it. Last episode they were just saying we're thinking about it. Here's the thing with catching the kings: it's impossible because, like, they're invisible. <laughs> they are invisible because they are so bland. You literally <laughs> can't see them. 
even if you were standing right in the same room as them, you'd be like, where are they? I don't understand. I think that's a lot of the reason why they were the last people to be introduced yes. like yes. over halfway through the season. Because there was just no story to tell there. Uh, <laughs> what is their story? <laughs> uh, yeah. So our, uh, their story is that the one lady is a control freak. That really is their story. <laughs> She's a control freak and he just follows her around and well, I don't know. I guess it works for them because uh, we'll, we'll find out. But RF and Ahmad, we get a recap about them now. Uh, we go to command, and the hunters say they're zeroing in on the boys' location uh, with help of the cell info that Ben Owen got last episode about the person they're staying with and Iman, the guy they got a ride with from the mosque. So RF and Ahmad, uh, back with them, they get a ride with Sam, to this, like, weird abandoned farm thing. It looked like an abandoned <laughs> hotel, right? Kind of like an abandoned... Yes. Uh, it looked like that abandoned hotel in uh, Trailer Park Boys Season 4, I believe. If anybody's seen that. It looked like the same place, almost. But uh, they they get dropped off there. So they're in this, like, abandoned location. And they, they feel pretty safe. Uh, we go back to Command. And they've they're tracking Sam's cell phone. Uh, and they see that he last place he stopped was at this farm. So they're not safe at all. Uh, and command sends a team to towards oh. that location. Uh, so RF and Ahmad set up camp. And they're, of course, they're, feel, they're feeling pretty safe now. They're like, we're in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's going to track us back to this abandoned farm that has all these graffiti all over it. And it's like overgrown. Uh and it looks like nobody's been there forever. Guess what? We find out later that uh, some... Well, we'll I'll tell you, but... Um, Command talks uh, talks over the plan to catch the boys with three teams that they've sent to this area now. And these three teams storm the fence that's surrounding this uh, kind of... Let's call it a compound or, like, whatever, abandoned farm. Uh, and they, they're searching around inside this place, so... They're basically trespass. Tr they're definitely trespassing if they weren't given oh, information. Yeah, that if yeah if the they if the RF and Ahmad were not here, then they're just doing some tr classic trespassing here. But oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. They find this little like a uh, kids playhouse, and they find the RF and Ahmad's backpacks in there. So they realize, oh my gosh, they're here somewhere, or we're we're right behind them, one or the other. And the, turn, the team searches all over the place, and they search this one building, and there are, like, dogs locked <laughs> up in this abandoned building. Yes. Do they not realize what's going on here? That there are pit bulls <laughs> locked up in an abandoned building, like, yep. with a cage around it? Uh, and the just police about... officers, I say in, quote, in air quotes, these police officers <laughs> just go, oh, it's cool, There's just some, it's just a dog. Hello? Oh. There are Hello? dog fight fighting dogs being bred right here in this uh, on this property. Just like, oh, it seems cool to me. Keep moving. Yep. We gotta continue yep. working on this case that isn't a case because it's a game. I game. have this right. I, I have this down as well. I have this in my notes. Oh my god, it's a breeding farm for pit bulls. <laughs> oh, let's move on. <laughs> That's more that's or less so it. Ridiculous that they just move on it's from this. So like it's like weird. 
Like, if I was a fucking policeman, I would fucking, I would, I would so look, look into this. Oh. Yeah, and it's not, but it's not even mentioned at the time, or like, no. not mention it later, because it's not important to the show, but you think they would mention it at the moment that, whatever. Oh, so... Um. Oof. But one of the ladies, uh, one of the hunters, she <laughs> finds them hiding in a wood pile, mm. like a wood chip pile, and the, uh, oh, they end up oh. getting caught, and we get your... Your time is on the run. They get taken in. So, RF and Ahmad lose. And I, we go to I a commercial so break. Yeah, because they, they, they've been on, on the hunt for so long. And I so wanted them to win. I so right. wanted them to this win. This was Tilly's pick of uh, who she thought was de- was going to win. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. me and Tilly's people are out. But uh, they did pretty well. I think they said they made it to day 27. Is what they said. I, so my favorite couple is still in this. So. Right. So speaking of which, we go to Lee and Hilmar after we come back from the commercial, and yep. they leave Hilmar's friend's house, which we saw them go to last episode, and they borrow a car. And by oh my, I, I love scene. those people. Sorry. This is where we get the scene where they all of a sudden invent new rules. That we've never yep. heard about before. Yep, uh, just... I have the I have this uh, down. I I wrote down here. I wrote, "Holy fuck, they are changing the rules again." Why? 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 Have you never ever told us about this before? This right. makes no fucking sense at. All you we can, can assume that the that the uh, fugitives knew about this rule, but we were never told about it as viewers. We were ever. never ever told about this, and, and it's not like he, one little rule. This is a huge no. set of rules. This is huge. This is this is such a. Uh, um, I I was I was talking to Jeremy on on because uh, Jeremy was on. For a little while, while we were which, watching uh, Fastlane, and I I told this to Jeremy, uh, and I told you to go away because you didn't want to know the, the ending of the show, and I told this to Jeremy. I said, "Guess what they did?" And Jeremy was like, "What? They made up a new rule. <laughs> they made up a helicopter rule or fly 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 rule." No, it's like more. Okay, I'll get into the rules right now. It's more than one rule, but yes. Uh, yes. So we find out to win this game, there's this whole th- set of rules and things you have yep. to do in within the last couple days that mm-hmm. we've never been told about. So the how to win now we find out you have to right at the end you have to log into some secure website, and when mm-hmm. you access this website, uh, the hunters are notified of your location. Uh, where, so wherever that thing. IP address is, and yep. then once you get once you get on the website, it gives you a location of a, a specific bank where the prize money is. So you have to go to this bank, pick up the prize money, and then you're that from taking the money out of the bank again notifies the wow. hunters where you are, and you have to go from the bank on foot. You can't take a car or a bike or rollerblades or a skateboard <laughs> or a scooter or a Segway. Nope, on foot. You can't uh, walk on your hands. 
there either, just on foot. Um, and you have to get to this plane uh, that they've set up near this bank. Um, assuming that both of them are three miles away, but we only find out really the distance between one of them. But you have to travel on f- foot to this plane, and then the, once the plane takes off, and then you escape. Right? That's what we find out. And they show us the locations of these planes and banks. And one of the planes looks like a nice, like, Lear jet. And the other one looks like a crappy plane from, uh, not DuckTales, but Tailspin. Like a water, uh, a seaplane, right? And uh, English and, uh, oh, the Kings are supposed to go to the seaplane. And Lee and Hilmar are supposed to go to this Learjet. So I think that's a little funny <laughs> that they, mm-hmm. the, the team that was probably the most entertaining gets the Learjet and the team that was the least entertaining gets this crappy little seaplane. But I have a question for you. Don't you agree with me in a way that this fucking even more destroys this uh, show? Oh, the only way I see that it destroys it is that they didn't tell us about it. I mean, if they would have told us about this specific thing that was going to happen at the end of the show, at the beginning oh, of the show. I agree. I agree. Then I would have gone, oh, okay, this is what happens at the end of the show. You have to yes. go through this last final. Uh, it's like the final but, tribal but, at uh, in Survivor or something like that. It's like the last thing you got to do right. before you win. That, yeah, I understand it, but they've never told us about it. It just yeah. came out and of nowhere. So it's like all new rules and it's not like a literal rule yeah. this whole big list you have to go yeah. through so uh that and i can I, see I, how I, it makes the show worse i don't think it, they change the rules in the sense that the I rules do. were different before i just don't think I we were do. ever told what do you think I, how I, do you... i i think it, it they they were like i i don't think they were told about this if this if this was real if this was real I don't We're think all knows. again assuming that this is based off of real events, but is not real <clears throat> in in the show. It's right. It's all taped in the show, but supposedly based off real events. And what we're assuming, or I'm assuming, is that when we see those, uh, what I call Blair Witch cams, those are real footage from when they actually yep. were on the run. Everything mm-hmm. else is not real. Um, which yep. they show what maybe two minutes. Of that kind of footage within the maybe. whole show? Yeah, maybe. 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 It, and then not all at once in like 20 second seg- segments throughout the show. Um, but yeah. I think they were told about yeah. this, but we weren't told about this. I mean, I don't, I'm not 100%. Really? You could be right. I could be wrong. It could be anything. But overall, does it make it a worse show? Yes. Be- either way, it makes it a worse show. For me, for me, it does. And, and it it kind of that's why I have such a problem with this episode. It's throwing this in our face because let let's say we were devoted fans. Let's say we love this theory. Right, one of those that, five million people that watch the show. <laughs> right, right. That even makes it fucking worse in a way because because throwing this in the face. So late at the game. I totally agree with you. If they would told us from 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 the beginning, I would I would fucking agree with you. This is something they have to go uh, go through, like you said, Survivor. 
But throwing this late, uh, because it almost looks like they are screwing the people that have been hiding for so long with those right. new rules. Because they could, the hunters could I be understand the perception. You. I understand the perception you have, Fro, but uh, I think that you're just putting uh, a spin on it. You're making a story up that maybe isn't real. It may be. I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just saying uh, it can be either way. So we, we really, we're, there's no way to tell whether they made it up at the very end or whether they, this was a plan all along and we just weren't told about it. It's one or the other. We will never be able to tell. But as far as like the rules go, yes, it should have been introduced earlier. And one of the biggest rules I have a problem with is the taking the money out of the bank. Yeah. Because I agree. We should have been told about this when we were originally told that they had $500 and that was the only money that they were going to be able to take out of the bank when they were on the run. Yeah. Now they're taking out money while they're on the run. That's not part of that $500. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I understand that it makes the, like I said, it's like the very last task in survivor or something like that. So I understand what they're going for, but, um, yeah, but it doesn't so both work. It doesn't end up logging in. Work. Yeah, but it doesn't work in a, a storyline where you're rooting for people because the hunters could be five minutes behind you or four, five hours behind you. And these new rules are so helping the hunters to catch you that it's almost ridiculous. You, you've right, been I understand that, but what I'm saying is for it's so like the... fucking long. You gotta think of it like the final task in Survivor, and it's gonna make it's gonna be the hardest thing you have to go through. So that's the way I look at it. All right, moving on. So we're taking way too long on this show. Uh, both teams log in and they take off for the bank, and we go back to command, and the hunters uh, get the login locations of the IP addresses for both teams. Uh, but we're told that now another rule: the hunters don't know where these banks or planes are. But we find out they do know that there's banks and planes. Oh. They just don't know where they are. If they yep. wouldn't have known at all that these banks and planes exist, like, you know, they had to have known about this bank account for them to track. <laughs> yes. You know yes. What I'm and they, yep. So, if they wouldn't have known that these banks and planes even existed, then the end of the show would have even been less exciting because they would have had even more of a chance to get away. Thinking so they're exactly yeah. the same as you. I'm thinking they're exactly the same. Yes, but I'm thinking of it in a way that they're doing this specifically to make it harder on purpose to make the show more exciting for a finale. Yeah. Uh, mm. But the hunter, uh, Ryfi says here at the end of the segment, Knowing where they're going is extremely important to our job. Thanks, genius. Knowing where a fugitive <laughs> is going is important to the job of the hunter who's trying to catch them. Wow. Some, wow. Real, insight, some real insight from Ryfi here, this guy. Yep. Ryfi. Uh, so we go to the Kings, and they're headed to Georgia, we find out, with this guy uh, that they got a ride from. And English calls her phone, or calls her sister on an untraceable phone. Uh, and they're they're calling her for a ride. They say. We go to command, and Ben Owens tracks the call uh, uh, that she made back to English's sister. And so we know that they're on their trail again because they called her sister. So we go to commercial. 
and kind of a suspense. And we go to India team when we come back from commercial, and the team interviews Topher, who's Hilmar's friend from the house they stayed in the last episode, and the guy who they borrowed the car from. And this is also the house where they logged into the website. So the India team goes there, and they search the house, and they interview Topher, and he tells them about that he went to the gas station for them to fill the car up with gas <laughs> so they wouldn't have to do it. Of course, Topher doesn't realize he's giving oh. the hunters information they need here. So they go to the CCTV cameras or the BP station. They say BP station about 20 times because it's product placement mm -hmm. right here. Uh, haven't talked about the product placement in this show in a while, but it's still going on. Just haven't talked about oh, it yeah. on this show. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but they get the license plate of the car off the CCTV cameras, and they send it out to the license plate readers that are all over the highways. And we get a shot of Lee and in the car, and he says, this car has been so good to us. Basically saying uh, they don't know what that uh, the hunters are so close on their tail. So we go back to the Kings, and we find out they're 120 miles from the bank uh, that they need to get to to pick up the prize money. And they knock on a random door of, like, a random house to find a place to pitch a tent for the night. This is pretty smart. I mean, I don't think it would necessarily always work in real life. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you'd have to find the right stranger, right? You know? Uh, they knock down a... Uh, oh, right. So they get a place to stay, a place to pitch a tent, and the lady gives them pizza and then says that they have an extra car that they can use. So these stranger, these strangers are just giving them a car. I don't know. So nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, when they say Southern hop hospitality, I didn't realize it meant you could just ask for a car. And, they <laughs> and you get the free car. <laughs> right. They stopped at Oprah's house. But we get a lot of crying here because for some reason, uh, English just breaks down crying. And that's kind of why they all give her the cars, because she cries about it a little bit. But then yep. they all cry, and the, everybody's crying, and they're all hugging. It's a very strange moment. And, and I, 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 I have done my kumbaya moment of the <laughs> season. <laughs> it's so, so like, oh, let's everybody cry. Let's everybody be happy. Let's everybody, oh, <sighs> And the one lady <laughs> reminded me of somebody that, uh, uh, Tammy Faye Baker. She kind of looked like a, yes, a 90s version of Tammy Faye Baker with the giant <laughs> yes. hair and the makeup and everything. Um, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we go back to command, and a license plate reader, uh, sees Lee and Hilmar's car. So Lenny sends Alpha Team to the area. So they're on their trail. And we're going to get a lot of back and forth now because we're coming towards the end of the show. So, so kind of ramping up. Many Speed is like cross. ramping up. Yeah. Oh. And they, Lee and Hilmar decide it, they're going to sleep in the car for the night in a parking lot of this like abandoned store. So maybe not the best place to hide, but it, it's all right because it's not like an, at least it's not an open store where there'd be cameras and things like that. <laughs> it's obviously a very abandoned store that in hasn't front been used of in a, a police station <laughs> right <laughs> that not that that would matter because it's a game show 
Because the police no, would no. be like, yeah, whatever, you. that's cool. <laughs> we're not going to yeah. notify a bunch of people on a game show. We're, we're the actual police. But mm-hmm. um, that's the fun- funny thing is in the show, occasionally they'll, they'll show cops and act like the fugitives are supposed to be paranoid that they're g- driving past a cop or something like that. But you know that these, uh, the real cops aren't involved in, in this. So, yeah, just silly. Uh, we go to the Kings, and they stop to call Amber, and but they know they're being tracked now, and they give her this address where to meet them. And English says that they're creating a diversion to throw off the hunters. But we don't exactly know what that diversion is. We go back to command, and the team has Amber's phone bugged. So they've, they've just been bugging Amber's phone. Uh, they're the CIA, doing the CIA thing we talked about in the news. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's right in the show. So if anybody was surprised that the, the CIA and FBI were like bugging your phones and listening to you through your TVs, it's right in the show. They tell you about it in a TV show, but <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, and they bug her phone and they actually listen to the conversation and they get this address and a car type. And I realized the car that they said, or that English said to look for is not the same car that they're driving. So at Good this point, man. you realize, oh, here's the diversion. They're sending yep. somebody else. But Lenny sends Alpha Team and Charlie Team to this funeral home, which is where the address that they gave. Yep. And tells them to look for this brown Yukon, which is, of course, the so wrong car. Smart. Uh, so they get to the funeral home, Alpha Team and Charlie Team, and they see there's only one car sitting in the parking lot, but it's not what? this brown Yukon. And they're like, we, we'll keep, they basically stake it out, this one car. And then, mm-hmm. then a brown Yukon pulls up. So they go in there and they run in to try to bust them. <laughs> they think this is the Kings. But oh, wow. they roll down the window and it's Amber, English's sister. And the people that let the Kings borrow the car that they're actually currently in now. So it's all a diversion bow, to send them bow, off the bow. And, I, uh, I really like this. I, I, I have this. This almost almost makes up for them being so fucking boring. Yeah, this is the first time she got around to planning something that actually worked as well. Yeah, because she's supposed to be this big planner, and this is the first time she planned something that was actually worked. Uh, And they cut back to command, uh, and they show on the big screen uh, Amber in the car, and Lenny says, "It's not them." God bless America. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh. And we cut to commercial him say, him saying that, which is I that was very funny to me. Um, it kind of seemed like he actually didn't say that, and they just cut in that audio. But okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we get kind of a back and forth. So Lee Hilmar and the Kings, uh, both teams are headed to the bank, and we get kind of a back and forth of them. Uh, headed to the bank and then uh, picking up the prize money and command checks uh, all the airports in the area uh, of this of is that right oh right because they think that they may be able to get out using a seaplane so they have a hunch that uh, the Bella brother clone has a hunch that they're going to get out uh, of the area in a seaplane uh, which we already know there's a seaplane. Again, this is one of those things. It's like, wow, you're psychic. Way to go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Of course, they they oh. they actually do kind of try to explain it in this. It's a horrible explanation, but Lenny says, "All right, it's a hunch, but we're gonna go with it." So there's they're they're chalking this up to you know it's a policeman's gut intuition kind of thing. Uh, so we go to Lee and Hilmar, and they get the money out of the bank, and we go to the Kings, and they get the money out of the banks. Now, so now both teams are headed on feet, uh, on uh, on foot to the their individual planes that they're supposed to get away on. And back at command, Zariah gets a notification that the teams took out the money. So command finds that the seaplane that they were looking at is right near one of the banks uh, (gasps) that the money was taken out of where uh, the Kings are. And they said it's three miles away from this bank. So they're like, we got to send somebody to that seaplane because the only seaplane in the entire area apparently <laughs> uh and then and, they also and, send... and to be honest that does not make sense that that uh, they is would have the to be, like, again they have to be psychic to get this stuff yep. right but uh they send another team they send alpha team to the another airport that's like the closest airport to the other <laughs> other bank where lee and hilmar are are and Lee and Hilmar, we get a uh, shot of them uh, running down the road, and they're they're carrying giant sacks of money that are yeah. clear bags. So you can see yep. all giants, and they're in the middle of the city, just running down the road with giant sacks of money. Like I put on, uh, doesn't this look like a robbery going wrong? <laughs> exactly. Not only that, if like let's say an actual criminal. Like an actual somebody with a gun that wanted to rob uh, people and steal their money. They saw two guys running down the street with yes. a clear bag and a quarter million dollars. Uh, you know that out of the shot of, like, off shot of the... There was, like, police escorts, like, right next to them and all this other stuff. But... Uh, and we get a shot of the kings. They're running with the same sacks of money that are clear. They have to be a clear sack so you can see that it's money, but it's just so silly. And, uh... Command sends Bravo and India team. Uh, they're the teams that are going to the seaplane. And we go back to Lee and Hilmar, and Lee is just too tired to run anymore. Uh, he's really out of shape, I guess, but he doesn't seem like it, but Hilmar's ready to keep going. And actually, the Kings, you can tell that they're, like, avid joggers because the, when they're when they're running with the money, it just looks like too middle-aged people in the morning going for a jog doesn't it yeah 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 like like they should just be in a in the suburbs with their dog like running in the morning with their ipods on their arms yeah (laughs) but of course they're they're holding a quarter million dollars um uh the hunter uh the kings finally make it to the seaplane and we go to commercial before that takes i have i have a short question uh, right. How much do you think a uh, quarter of a million weighs? Uh, not that much. I mean, it's just bills. Yeah. Uh, maybe four or five pounds at most. So like a five pound oh, weight. Okay. Not much. Uh, and I mean, there are. T- well, there are two people. Right. Yeah, it, it is split up into two bags, so it's yeah. not even going to be that much. Um. But they make it uh, look like it's the most heavy thing in the world. Uh, I mean, it, the thing when you're carrying something over three miles, even a five-pound weight is going to feel heavier by the end of it because your arm's going to get tired. Yeah, 
I guess. Endurance. I guess. Yeah. So Lee and Hilmar. Uh, oh right, the Kings escape now after we come back from commercial. So the, they have to take off in the plane. So I guess if the plane hasn't taken off yet, the hunters could technically still catch the plane and catch them. Technically, the, yeah. The hunters still don't get them, but it's kind of anticlimactic because it felt like when yeah. they got to the plane, they had already won, kind of. Uh, but the Kings escape, so they win a quarter million dollars. And we go back to Lee and Hilmar, and they finally make it to the plane, and it takes off. And right as it's taking off, Alpha Team gets there just in time, of course, to see the plane flying away uh, off the yep. runway as the Alpha Team stands there. Griff is videotaping the plane flying away. So Lee and Hilmar have won a quarter million dollars. So we find out Yay! that two, team, two teams can win this game. It's not just a one-team thing. Uh, we go back to command, and Robert, the leader of the hunters, congratulates the hunters and the fugitives. And to end the show, we go to Ri-Fi, and he says, uh, there'll be a next time, and next time we'll be here, we'll be ready, and we'll be waiting. And they go to credits. And that is the end uh, of it. Next time is never, ever going to happen. I don't think they're going to have a second season to this. I, I mean, it did oh, work good enough. If they do, if they do, and you insist on following that, you can do that on your own fucking time. Uh, we never cover things usually twice, so we're not going to do it. We're, we're not going to do it for this, that's for sure. But, I mean, the real well, reason we did this, uh, which I don't even think Fro realized at the time, but maybe is going to realize it now and maybe going to the future is, to try to find out what those 5 million people are thinking. Uh, like yeah. I mentioned in our main topic, uh, this kind of can give you a mindset of, uh, this is probably mostly watched by people who were Trump voters, to be oh, honest. Yeah. Don't you think so, Fro? Oh, definitely. And if you watch this whole show, it's going to put you into the mindset of, what uh, if you can under try to understand why those people like this show, uh, I, I mean... There's got to be a reason. I don't know what it is. I'm assuming it has to do with uh, the whole military aspect of it and things like that and the police and other things. And I bet you a lot of people who are like preppers. Have you ever heard of those? That kind of uh, people who are pre prepping for like end of the world or the government yeah, to yeah, take over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. I bet a lot of those kind of people watch this show. So you got to uh, when we watch this kind of bad show. You got to remember, five million people watching this. Uh, if you can get into the mindset of why they like this show, you can understand those people. So, so this whole thing was kind of a learning experience in a couple ways for us. So that's that's why we reviewed Hunted. So let's get into what we're going to review next, Fro. Why don't you go into that? Uh, I just want to say something about this show before before we let it live forever and ever and ever. Yeah, fine. This will probably not go on my worst shows because of two things. One, it, it is bad, but it's reality bad. It's, it's the it's worst. Not... This is the worst kind of reality show. I think I said that in one episode when we covered it, but oh, it's definitely. the fakest of fake reality shows. I, I, I agree. But it's it's not offensive in any way when it comes to the reality uh, part of the 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 genre. I mean, there's 
there's more offensive shows in the reality sh- uh, realm of shows than this, if you ask me personally. Two, it has been a really interesting experience, like you said. I, I, I do think it's been something I learned a lot about. I also feel like I, I, I've learned more about American culture through this show, in a way. So I'm happy right. we did it. I, I am really happy we did it. I'm really happy that we will never talk about it again, though. Right. I'm, uh, I'm, me too. I was by the end of this, I was hating taking notes. I think the last episode yeah. I really like I did notes yesterday because I was just uh, I don't want to do it. But I mean, the first uh, f- the first few episodes, I don't mind taking notes or whatever. But this show just got really hard to watch and take notes on because it was just so all over the place and just so ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, it's fun to take notes, uh, talk about it because it's so bad. That's uh, it's always fun to talk about something that's really bad with other people. You know, like watching the room and 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 talking about it. That's fun, like making fun of it, things like that. It's not, uh, it's just something people do. Um, do you think it's it, going to be on your list of the worst shows? Of, oh, of it's so far away. We're so far away from the end of the year, but it's it's on there right now. If I was to do yeah. just shows in the last since January, it's on that it's on that list. Yeah. So, but mm, I don't know. Uh, we will see. Well. Next week, we will talk about, we have teased this uh, many, many times now, but we are doing Season 5 of Samurai Jack. Yep. Uh, Starts on Saturday, March 11th, uh, first episode, so we will cover that next week. I'll do a full breakdown of that. Should be exciting. I've seen all of the other four seasons which haven't aired for over 10 years uh i believe fro you've seen all of the other ones as well yep. right uh and this is going to be more adult than the original which was uh, i think it was rated uh tv kid uh kids uh, seven-year-old kid where this is going to be tv 14 so it's going to be more mature it's going to have blood and things like that so um it's they're going for the audience that watched it originally Kind of, they're they're going I'm for that. So. I'm super stoked. Yep, this is going to be exciting to do. Uh, first show we've done that's a cartoon. Um, the second show that we've done that wasn't the first season of a new show. Uh, the okay. other one what we did was uh, uh, The Moaning of Life. We, of course, did the ah, third, yeah. season. third season yes. of that. But that was forever ago uh, in the very beginning of Another Digital Citizen. So... Um, but yeah, this, uh, this hasn't been on TV for 10 years, so it's kind of like doing the first season. Sure. Sure. We're going to get a lot of recap in the first episode and they're going to bring up, uh, I'm really looking forward to a lot of, um, throwbacks to the original series and kind of jokes about that and things like that. Kind of, there's going to be little, uh, things that we're going to notice if you've seen all the series and stuff like that. So it should be a fun discussion. And I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I'm I so happy that we are covering it. It's uh, such a different thing. I mean, we were like, like Luke said, we never did cartoon before. We never did something that has uh, been such a while since uh, it's been. It's just fucking amazing. 
Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So, uh, no prisoners of the ant people since the isn't there, right? I'm fine with that. Yeah, let's do it next week. Uh, next week we will uh, talk about uh, ancient giant conspiracy theory. What is this? Uh, there is a whole faction of people who, uh, especially online, that believe. Uh, for different reasons, actually, uh, there are some people that believe one thing, uh, other people that believe another reason, but that in the past, at some point, thousands of years ago, there were uh, giants, uh, giant human beings, people who were eight, nine, ten feet tall, not not 30 foot tall people, not that kind of giant, but people who were uh, eight, nine, ten feet tall, um, which we don't have now, but there are people that point to certain remains uh, bear, uh, from a- uh, ancient remains of human beings, and then uh, some people who point to the Bible. Uh, there, uh, specifically, when you think of the story of David and Goliath, of uh, there's yep. a giant story right there. There's a story of the Nef- Nephilim, I believe they're called, which were a yep. group of giant people in history. Uh, that's in the Bible as well. So there's all these different stories of giants in different religions, and then there's people nowadays who take you know the ideas of what was in that religion and try to justify it using modern day science so it should be an interesting discussion hmm. uh, we are also covering uh, Kong Skull Island uh, I'm going to probably see it by then I right, cool. think I, I will see it on Monday or we will see if uh, uh, if not uh we are covering the news of the week. Like I said, Samurai Jack, Season 5, Episode 1. Do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, I'm fine this week. I think we're good. Uh, just go to the Facebook page, uh, audibletrial.com, another digital citizen, get a free book. And again, email address, uh, another digital citizen at gmail.com. Yeah, and not my private email. Boo. Boo. Uh, if you want to check out a podcast I do with my friend Bill it's called uh, Sharks Bond and it's South Park episodes Uh, on Friday we are going to record uh, a bonus episode we are going through uh, every uh, song from the Christmas album so that's going to be cool. Uh, some huge announcements when it comes to that show and the episodes that are coming. Uh, I can give a little tease. Um, me and Bill are not going to be alone in the next season. So that's a big thing. Um, <clears throat> other than that, uh, I don't have anything. Uh, but this has been another cool episode of another Digital citizen, thank you for being here with me again, Luke. Yep, and thanks for everybody for listening. Yep, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.